I'll tell you what, man, it does not get any better than this Tony Bruno, Harry Mays, Sirius XM, the Dan Patrick Channel. I know him. The godfather of sports radio. These guys are the greatest tag team since the British Bulldogs. What do you think, Chaz? I think that's a really, really dated reference. That's what that is. Don't be a knucklehead, all right? If you're going to do that, talk about Miss Robin, call her Miss Elizabeth, and you're a George Animal Steel. Tony Bruno Show. This is serious. And now here's Tony Bruno. Uh, no, this is not Mad Dog Radio. My boy Chris is over there on Mad Dog. This is Tony Bruno. Hello there. Welcome, <laughs> kids. It is a What Up Wednesday on Sirius XM, the Dan Patrick Channel 211. There are, according to informed sources, why am I hearing myself coming back? Hello, hello. Today, 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 today. Is that gone now? Oh, there we are. There is a report out there in the stratosphere, according to informed sources, Harry Mays, that Dan Patrick himself may be making an appearance on this very program next week. Scheduled to appear? He is scheduled to appear. Wow. That's good. I know him. I mean, I know him. I'm on his channel. He had to give the blessing. You know how you get the blessing from either the Pope yeah. or the Godfather? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're the, the Godfather, I thought. I gave the, I gave the blessing. We've got to get Rich Eisen on the show. We've got to mm-hmm. get everybody on the show, Harry. But it is a What Up Wednesday. You know what today is, right? Uh, April 15th. It's and, usually tax day. That's right. But there is, is not tax day today. It's no tax day. Because today is the day you're supposed to pay your taxes. But because of the world has been turned upside down, it's now been... Move to July 15th. Right. So two more months to try to find a way to hide money from last year <laughs> and scam the government out of money that they don't deserve because all they're doing is pissing it away on stuff that doesn't matter to most of us. It's actually three more months. That's right. Yeah. yeah. May, June, July. That's three My months. My accountant has 90 more days 90 to do his days work. to cook the books, That's Harry. right, baby. Find loopholes. Cook them up. <laughs> Not hook them horns, <laughs> hook them books. But do you know what else happened on an April 15th? Yes, I know, Harry. It hasn't been a good day. No. A lot oh, of bad stuff happened. I asked Robin to pull the song for me because on this date, in 1912, is that what you're talking about, Harry? Um, yes, that one too. You know what happened on this date in 1912? My country club did not open, the 1912 club. That's right. All it right, was, it was open, after, but was not, not named that day. after this. Yes. What happened, Robin? See if you can guess on this date in 1912. I'll give you a hint. It was a cruise ship, not the ones that are all grounded now because of the virus. Right. The most famous cruise ship accident ever, the Titanic. Hit that iceberg, Harry. Yep. No vodka was used. during. Well, actually, it probably did, but the band kept playing, <laughs> and the Titanic went down 85 years ago. Is that 85? No, no 1912 was 108 years yeah, ago. yeah. But 85 years later, in 1997, the worst movie about the Titanic was made and became about a love story. Instead, and then we all know what happens at the end. Mm. I never saw it, Tony. Didn't seem like my kind of movie. I didn't see it either. It was a chick flick. Yeah. It is really. I mean, it's so. To me, it's it's sad that it became as popular as it was because it was a really horrible movie. Now a lot of people won all awards. Well, Leo was in it. Yeah. yeah. And I've come to like Kate Winslet in a lot of other things. Oh, absolutely. She's actually a really good actress. No, she is. Yeah, no, yeah. she's great. Yeah. But one, you know what's happening. Two, he could have fit on that damn piece of wood at the end. <laughs> I know. It's movie magic, right? But Celine Dion, didn't she do this? Yeah, yeah. this is her singing yeah, this song. Yeah, I'm not. I'm out. 
You're Sorry, out on Celine out. Dion? Are you yeah. anti-Canadian, Harry? No, I'm not uh, anti-Canadian. Uh, <laughs> they make good laughing. beer. Yes, they do. And some good whiskey. Yep. Hockey, you know, sometimes is good. And, you know, they had this traveling Poutine Titanic. Is Poutine is good. Poutons are good, too, but that, well, you yeah, know, you got to yeah, have yeah, money yeah. for that. And nobody's got cash right now on hand. There's none of them in Canada, <laughs> I can tell you that. Sure there are. Yeah. Now, listen, as far as cinema, cinematography and all the other stuff, this movie won every award. Mm. And it's a chick flick. Uh-huh. But that wasn't what the, that, that part of the movie had nothing to do with the actual movie. I'm okay with some chick flicks. I'm not anti-chick flick. Oh, I just I'm had no interest flick. in this. No. Do you know what else happened on April 15th that wasn't good? What happened? President Lincoln died. Was that the day he was assassinated at the theater? That's why I don't go to the theater and sit in balconies ever, Harry. President Lincoln died on this day. Okay. I don't so know he that he was shot. shot. He was no. shot the day before. Right. He, he survived I, for yeah, the yeah, day, right? Yeah, he died on April 15th. And uh, there was something else, a couple other things that happened that are bad. A lot of things bad happen every day. The Boston Marathon bombing was April the 15th, 2013. That's right. Wow. Yes. Also. Is this an omen for the show today? If that's not enough. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, there's more. The Cathedral de Notre Dame Is that when it caught on fire? That was what, two years ago or one year ago? Uh, two years ago, I think. I think it was two. Two years ago. Yeah. Wow, Harry. That's an unbelievable list of on this date. Now, there was something good that happened, okay? Yes. We, we try to focus on the positive. Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in the major leagues. On the, in what year? 1964, 65? What year was that with the Dodgers? Jackie? Was, was that in 42? Was, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 1942. Yeah, because that's Hello? why they wear 42. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, God. but, then, you know, so a lot of the bad decades stuff. decades have just flown by for me, Harry. You know, when you're old, you don't even remember where you were. Well, well I wasn't like, even born then, but. It's like now you don't even know what day it is. <laughs> I do know what, what day it is because. It, it's I, What Up Wednesday. It's What Up Wednesday, oh, okay. and I know that Jose's going to call in. That's, right. that's how I know what day it is. Did he tweet that? Did he let the world know? No, he was on Twitter. People were saying what up to him, mm-hmm. and then I had to remind him that it's What Up Wednesday, and I asked him if he was coming on today. See, he's losing is, track. It's a tradition unlike any other, and right. he did the whole Masters thing a week ago. <laughs> Let's see, the weird thing is, is I've been getting people texting me and DMing me going, is Jose going to call in yeah. today? Is this, is this Jose day? Hey, people need, people need to smile. You know, they need to, they need something exactly. funny. Exactly. That's I mean, why it, we're here. Yeah. We, that's why we're an essential service. Right. Like the WWE is in the state of Florida. Like nothing is in the state of Michigan. Nothing's essential there. You can't even go out and visit your neighbors. You can't even, like if you have a second house in the state of Michigan, according to the governor there, with a massive protest. And I love the thing now is, you know, protest is a human right in this country, right? It's our right. First Amendment right. And people were protesting every weekend, and they still do whatever it may be. But in Raleigh, North Carolina, the police department said protesting is illegal. How is protesting illegal? Protesting's illegal. I that's what that's, they're saying now. I thought that's an inalienable right. It is. But we were wrong about the uh, color barrier, the date. What was the, the date? the year. What year was it? Harry Donahue texted in. That is good baseball. And he reminds right. us that it was 1947 on April okay. the 15th. Okay. 1942 was when the world, when the war was going on. Correct. Yeah. So world 47, the big one, WW2. He was uh, 28 years old. Uh, thank you, Harry. Well, Harry, you know, I I put together my best of and what happened on this date. I even got a cheap shot in at the movie Titanic. 85 <laughs> years after the actual Titanic sunk, the movie industry sunk by putting. I remember all the great disaster movies. Remember, 
the uh, airplane. Not airplane was a comedy, right? But all you know, the towering inferno. Oh yeah. And all kinds of shit. Remember, that was a big deal. And the special effects were great. Buildings were catching on fire. That was like in the 80s. Remember, there were the, the disaster movies were all big. Mm-hmm. There was a, the, uh, what was the other movie? Earthquake. And then the one with Ernest Borgnine, who was in every disaster Poseidon movie. Adventure? The Poseidon oh, Adventure? The Poseidon Adventure, yes. It was Airport 74. Is that what Airplane was a parody of? Yeah, Airplane was a parody of all the, uh, the disaster films. But air, airplane or air, airplane was the greatest movie of all time, <laughs> arguably. And if you haven't watched it, go back and watch it again. Some of the greatest lines, some of the stuff that you couldn't do again today. No, if they no. tried to redo airplane. Oh no way! A lot of the content in there would not be allowed. Not at all. No. On any airwaves except uh, public access TV. That's one of those movies, though. And there's a lot of other ones like this where you watch it, you, you keep watching it. You're always going to pick up something yes. that you missed. Exactly right. Hey. Exactly right. Meanwhile, we're going to have uh, the hombre himself, the daily hombre. Yes. Michael Bradley. I hope he's angry, too. He's always angry, Harry. <laughs> well, Come on. He's, al- he's almost as angry as you are al- every given almost. day. Almost. <laughs> da- Michael Bradley, a friend of the show, he's been a writer at Sporting News. He's always got hot takes, and he's a Michigan apologist. Yes, he is. Which makes him a really, really marked man by many people out there. University of Michigan. The University yes. of Michigan. Yes. Wonder if he's out protesting the governor there today. <laughs> I think he's out there in Lansing today uh, in his car, honking horns. Well, isn't East Lansing Michigan State? Yes, it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he ventures. Yeah, Lansing's the capital, obviously. Exactly. That's why they're but there. Then Arbor, they're not there because they're talking about uh, whether they like Michigan or Michigan State. Right. That's the capital of Michigan. Whether they want to give Izzo a raise and an extension. They're probably up in the UP. He and, and Mariucci are right. probably hiding up in the Upper Peninsula right now. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think Mooch is doing the NFL draft. we got to get him on to f- see if we he's should. involved with the draft. Well, I know the, the draft the, is a week from tomorrow, Harry. They're commingling that with ESPN and doing yes. it out of Connecticut because of the, uh, the shutdown in California. You know who else is going to be on the show a little later? One of the great baseball writers of all time. Former Philadelphia Inquirer writer. Had one of the best Sunday columns that everybody in the country would read. Remember Jason mm-hmm. Stark's Sunday Notes column? Phenomenal stuff. Not just in Philadelphia all over the country, and then went to ESPN for many, many years, and now is writing for The Athletic. He's going to be on the show. We'll find out because everybody's trying to figure out when their sports are going to start, if their sports are going to start, mm. what they're doing. You know what else is coming on? The biggest Bruce Springsteen fan in America. And he's got not just Bruce Springsteen news because Bruce Springsteen went on Good Morning America today. Did you see right, that, Harry? Big announcement, right? Big announcement. We have the tape. We have to play this, Robin. I sent it to you. Bruce Springsteen, you know, he's getting up in age. We all are. Yeah. You know, when you see him on stage, you know, he still looks the same. He rocks. He still does three, four-hour shows. I know. We do a three-hour show. Do we get any love? Do we have to post our set list? Well, actually, we do every day at the end of the show. We post our set list. And we podcast the whole damn thing. (laughs) Exactly. But John Clark, who's local NBC reporter here, they Mm. call him Airport Johnny because whenever an athlete gets signed or traded, he's the first guy at the airport waiting to greet him and get the exclusive interview. And he's a great guy. He's also has, uh, uh, he has information on this thing that's going on with a lot of major league teams. The Phillies are involved in it, where baseball teams are actually using their own employees to do some testing with the coronavirus. Because, you know, when, if they win, not if, baseball's going to come back. When they do, they want to make sure that all the employees, the ushers, mm-hmm. not just the players and the people on the field, it's the employees and the people in the offices who work at these complexes mm-hmm. who go in every day. So it's happening all over Major League Baseball. They're taking the initiative to make sure that they know that their employees were going to be safe 
And the same thing happened in Washington, yes, with this huge 200-person advisory group that the White House put together. 200 people, Harry, that they put together, including all the sports people. You know, you had the Adam Silver and Jerry Jones and Bob Kraft and Mark Cuban, baseball, every sport. Right. Every single head of every sports league in this country is have to sit, has to sit down as leaders and figure out what they are going to do as we start looking ahead to planning on when we are going to start opening things. Mm-hmm. You know, there's two, sport, there's two schools of thought here, and it's extreme on both sides. There's the, the one school that says, everything's got to open right now. Yeah, that's, that cannot happen. No, that's not no. going to happen. And, and no, one is, no one is even implying that. No. The fact that people want things to open, which means they're looking at it logically in areas where it seems to be safer, you start looking in those places. This is not one size fits all. Right, because not every situation is like New York. Exactly. New York's going to probably be one of the last places yeah. because it's the one that's been the most affected. Same thing with New Jersey, California. Even California and their governor, Gavin Newsom, is talking about starting to look ahead to figure out ways. Because it's not just he says, everything opens tomorrow, right. and everything opens tomorrow. That's the extreme. Then you got the other extreme, which started point yesterday. Point man on the science. The of last the couple of days. Yes. The last couple of days you had this, well, Peter King is talking about this scientist, the guy who came up with Obamacare, Rahm Emanuel's brother, mm-hmm. who came out and said, everything, we, we can't open anything for another 18 months until we have a vaccine. Yeah. And that's the other extreme school of thought, because there is no way this country can survive, not just sports, as a country, if we shut everything down and keep everybody locked up for 18 months. People are going crazy now two months in. You're going to tack on another year and a half? We're not even two months in, really. We're in like week five. I'm not keeping track of this. I don't have a oh, calendar I am. where I'm clicking it off. Trust me, I am. Do you I, have like a chart? You're, I, have a, I have a countdown calendar, clock, count? the whole deal. By the way, if you were around back then, you got action. Titanic was favored plus four against the iceberg. Is that right? So if you had... If you, it should have been. It was the greatest ship ever yeah, built at the time. Supposedly unsinkable. Unsinkable. Yeah. Just like Molly Brown. Yeah. Whatever happened to her anyway. Coming up, Michael Bradley. Jose is going to call in for his What Up Wednesday appearance. And the phone number is 215-462-TONY, 215-462-8669. I found out the acronym of the new White House panel to revive the uh, economy. Okay. I'll give it to you. I figured it out myself. The task force? The the economy This is a different task force. Yeah, right, right. I will give you that. It's an interesting acronym, and I will explain it to you. Coming up here as we are getting underway on a What Up Wednesday, April 15th, Tony Bruno, Harry Mays, Miss Robin. We got a full house in here tonight. And, and and tonight, it's not like a hockey guy. This afternoon, right here on, e- on <laughs> Sirius XM 211 and on Twitch.tv, Tony Bruno Show. Arg. So Bud Light chimed in on the guy that I've been going back and forth with with his, uh, with his it, yeah, yeah. They did? Oh, yeah. did they? <laughs> I know. I'm, so, uh, you know so I actually put it at Bud Light when I wrote to him, thinking they'd see it. So let, let me go back. This is pretty funny now. So Mickey Blowtorch, it starts out with Mickey Blowtorch, a guy I don't even know, uh-huh. but he was on Twitter talking about. He posted a picture of this I incredible. It. Except the tomahawk's way too burnt. No, no. It's, you got to get the good sear on the outside, Yeah, but Robin. it's still a little How bit How do you too... know what it looks like inside? That's true. You got to get the sear on the outside. So anyway, he's got the tomahawk. And then he has a picture. He's got the, the steak and the, you know, the mashed potatoes right. and the green, green beans. beans. And then he's got a can of Bud right. Light I saw it. in the picture. So I wrote, 
I haven't done this in a while. Violation. I did the whole violation thing that we talk about. <laughs> I wrote to him. He says, so he writes, it's a ma- I'm a magnificent pagan god. You'll get pregnant if you get too close. And he puts this beautiful placemat and you got the uh-huh. whole thing, the knife and fork. And then I wrote, um, then I wrote to him and I said, Yes. I wrote, are you serious having a can of Bud Light with that tomahawk? Serious violation. And then he writes back, this is America. This is what I like. I like what I like. And then, and then uh, Annie checks in and she says, I'll what? And then Bud Light called, checks in and says, uh, where the hell is it? This this they, this three this thread keeps going on and on and on and on and I got to find the Bud Light. Everybody's got to put it out meme. Exactly. No, I, I like to use memes. He, Tony's Tony's bought into the whole memes and gifts. Oh yeah, no, he loves them now. And some guy writes to him, "I'm not even ovulating," and he writes, "You will be." So this guy's obviously having a lot of fun. And then where's the Bud Light thing? Tony, you're really bad at this. Well, I, it's, it's all the way down in the stream, Robin. I saw it when it was posted. I'm telling I'm seeing, you, I, I saw Bud Light check-in. By check the way, in. I am seeing tons and tons of new people on the Twitch stream, and I want to thank Hello. everybody for joining, helloing, following, subscribing. Um, subscribing supports the show. Uh you will be getting extra stuff like highlights and things like that that you can see um, at some point only subscribers are going to be able to see the archive shows just warning everybody um, right now I think I have it open but uh, oh here it is here it is so yeah after the guy and then the guy writes back, my point exactly, a Bud Light with that fine meal? Ew. And then Bud Light says, no need to explain yourself, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Tony Bruno, yes. guess what? What? Guess what we have. What? We finally have product. We have product? We do have product that can be ordered on TonyBrunoShow.com. No! Yes. Um... And we will be adding more very, very soon. Right now, we have the first responder shirts available. Beautiful. Yeah, the Titanic had to be at least plus 1,200. There's no way it was plus four. (laughs) I'm not laughing at people dying. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. And as each hour, as each day passes, as we're now a week and a half in to the maiden voyage, not like the Titanic, we didn't hit any iceberg the first week. We're a week and a half in on our new show on Sirius XM 211, the Dan Patrick Channel. So many people finding out about us every day. And again, if, if you don't have Sirius XM, you're watching on Twitch, whatever, up until May 15th, one more month from today, you can yeah. download the SiriusXM app. 
and get all the Sirius channels Correct. absolutely free. And I know that there was a couple people who were saying that they were having a hard time finding Channel 211. If you have any issues, contact uh, Sirius XM's customer service. Uh, the app was having a little bit of a snafu, what I understood. I don't know if oh, it's taken care right? of. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, when people called, they fixed it. So if you're having any issues trying to get through to Channel 211, just call them. Exactly. They are fantastic. Beautiful. That Titanic, you know, went down 400 miles east of Newfoundland. Yes. So right out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, it was... You know, one of the other stories underway, about that, really. as we get Michael Bradley on, one of the other parts of that story is that the captain, there was supposed to be an emergency lifeboat drill while they were on their way out there, and the captain didn't do it for some reason. And then they found out that when they met, when they deployed the lifeboats as the ship was going down, there could, they could have fit at least another 800 people on the lifeboats. But because of the panic situation, 800 people could have made it off. The, another 800 people could have made it off the ship wow. if they had done it properly. But you know, when a sink shipping and the band's still playing, that that's actually a true story. Right. The band kept playing to keep people not realizing that there was a disaster going on. Now, and they all died. Everybody in the band that was playing when the ship went down all died. Now, was this in the Leonardo DiCaprio film, or is this some documentary that you No, watched? this is all real documentary yeah. stuff. Okay. Because there were still lifeboats attached to the ship when they found it again, right? At the bottom yeah. of the sea. And wow. they had a traveling... They had a traveling Titanic exhibit, which was at the Philadelphia uh, uh, Franklin Institute that we went and saw, where they actually had the frozen, I mean, the, all the names of all the victims and stuff. It was very moving. Then, of course, they had the tourist trap where you stand on a make-believe bow and pretend you're Leonardo DiCaprio, oh, yeah, which I ripped and said that was completely unnecessary just to sell a picture yeah. of right. you with a blue screen well, on the Titanic. Here's what they do. They do that before you go in, mm -hmm. so you don't really have all of the things uh, in your mind, what happened the to all the people, the magnitude of, of it. Yeah. So yeah. you're like sort of joking around. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, this, how is, cool great. Is, this that? is How cool is this? Yeah. And then by the time you finish the exhibit and you find out. You want to cry. Yeah, yeah, you're crying. Yeah. Like, I don't want that photograph <laughs> right. anymore. I feel really bad. All right, a guy who makes me cry many times over the oh, years man. and makes me laugh, too, joins us right now. You know him as the Daily Ombre. Not a bad ombre. I think that's well, what Trump, Trump probably called him a bad ombre, too, <laughs> or ombre, whatever you want to say it. The great Michael Bradley, somewhere in Lansing, Michigan, protesting what's happening to his uh, school, his coach, and his university. How are you, pal? Lansing, please. It's Ann Arbor. I know, but Lansing is the capital. And that's where the protest is today. Are you not up on your current events? Is that where the people got in the cars and yes. blocked traffic? <laughs> yes. That's a bunch of numbskulls. <laughs> wait, 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 you have a problem with the right to protest? I let them protest all they want. They're numbskulls. They're, they, they, they get, stay home. All right? They're all Michigan State grads. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bradley, you've, you've seen him right before. He's a bitter and broken guy like most of us here who grew up in this area. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I want to know how his life has changed in these last five weeks. Cause, because Michael, as you know, Tony, leads a very, like, uh, crazy life. He I mean, does? he's just out and about all the time, going to parties. How have you been quarantining? Well, from the work standpoint, I've been before I started teaching full time, I, I, which I'm doing at Villanova University. I'm doing that over Zoom, so that's a real oh. treat. Watching all my students when they're supposed to be paying attention, looking at their phones as they're uh, supposed to be listening to my pearls of wisdom about communication. 
But the, the work part, I worked for, I've been working at home for 30 years. So, I mean, this is not uh, a large change there. The problem is the weekend. You know, I haven't played golf. I haven't gone to any of my favorite watering holes. I haven't seen uh, my friends. I'm not, you know, it's, it's tough. I'm supposed to go to Chicago in a couple weeks and see my son. That, that's not going to happen. I'm not happy. Wait a minute. You know, that this is it's 23 minutes into our show today. The first golf mention. Mm-hmm. It has been a tradition unlike any other <laughs> that every single day on this show, no matter who's on. Obviously, when we had Jim Nance on, we were talking about the Masters. Everybody who's been on the show has to mention golf. You would think every person in America plays golf. Every sports writer, everybody in the media business apparently plays golf. I took it up about five years ago. I used to play when I was younger. I had no idea what I was doing, but I've really worked on it. I stink. But at least I, I can go out and not embarrass myself and have fun now. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had played in December, January, February. I, mean, I, I, got a, I got a round in in early March. This was great. And I, my swing was repeating. I was hitting the ball. And then all of a sudden, so what I did was I went out and bought, I went to Golf Galaxy, bought 42 foam balls and a hitting mat. And I'm out in my backyard hitting nine iron. I have the same mat and the balls. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you guys are sad, man. I hit it inside in, in my living room. You don't have a ceiling. Uh, I'll, I'll put a hole in the drywall. You don't have a simulator inside your house? <laughs> well, not a golf one. <laughs> <laughs> I set him up, and uh, he, yes. boom, he hit that baby right on, the, right on the barrel. He barreled that one. And I missed that term. He barreled it. That's the new baseball jargon. That, yes. Know, he, well, he barreled it now. Remember when yes. I got, it used to be, you got good wood on it. Well, now you can't say that anymore. No, you can't say no, you got no. good wood on it. Right. That's a, that would be a Me Too violation, I think, or some kind of violation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to do that. But, no, that, that, I, I put out on Twitter last, last week a you know, list of things I'll never complain about ever again once sports come back. I'm not going to complain about replay delays. Pitching changes, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And, and uh, somebody, then Mike Jensen of the Inquirer said, okay, what are you going to complain about? And then, of course, I had plenty to complain about, including the DH. And so all my friends around in American League cities have been excoriating me for, for hating the DH. But I just happen to like baseball. Now, Michael Bradley, one of the things i got to rip you for, not following me on Twitter. I is mean, that how right? Is that I, thought I, I thought I followed you, you on Twitter. Are you serious? You do not follow me on Twitter. Wow. And that is... That should be an effect. I should hang up Man. on you. And I should go Donald Trump on that guy from Playboy yesterday. Uh, which is the guy for, that writes for Playboy? Playboy has a White House correspondent. They don't even have a magazine no, anymore. Right, Why do they have I'm a White House guy? Jesus. I'm following Jesus. you. Pasta. Had, had I known that, people say. had I known that, Tony, I wouldn't have booked him. <laughs> no, I know. Me too. Yeah. Jesus. I thought I had. I, I, that's on me. I have to do a better job. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Thank you, Andy Reid. Yeah, Andy. Yes. <laughs> Michael Bradley, writer, uh, rock on tour. So I love, I love when, when bright guys like you do columns like, you know, I remember the old Bill Conlon, if I were king of the world. Mm-hmm. And I love those, those deep dives into this is what needs to happen after. And so you mentioned some of the things you've been writing about on what you want. You'll be complaining the first game. Yeah, everybody says, I, I won't complain about instant yeah. replay or I won't complain about pitching changes or, or Gabe Kapler going to the bullpen three times in one inning and things of that. I, yes, you will. At the first no, game promise. comes back, you'll be complaining like I everybody promise. else. I, I promise. I won't <laughs> complain when Jim Harbaugh calls a lousy play on third and four no, against Ohio the, State. <laughs> <laughs> See, he doesn't call a lousy play. It's the defense. I'm more upset about the defense giving up 320 points in the last two games oh. against him. Don't, there's no need to bring that up. You know, it's early on. 
on in this new relationship. We don't have to go there right away. I mean, at least at least if the football season doesn't happen, Jim can't lose to Ohio State this year. Wow. <laughs> there, there is that. But, no, I don't think there's going to be a college football season because I don't think they're going to bring people back on the college campuses till January. Really? Yeah, and you know, you got two of the biggest stadiums there when you talk about the Big Ten yeah. with Ohio State and Michigan, the big house. And I saw the governor of Ohio yesterday, DeWine, uh, saying that there's no way that they're going to be able to fill Ohio State Stadium this fall if football comes back and put all those people in one building. No, you can't. I mean, first of all, let's, let's give credit to somebody from Ohio actually being sensible. But he's, he's right. And the, the curve's going to flatten in June and July, and everybody's going to get this false sense. And then it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back. Now, I talked to an infectious disease doctor who said that it, the rebound will not be as bad. And if we see it coming and get indoors for three or four weeks right away, we'll be able to head it off. But we're going to be doing these waves until there's a vaccine. And I saw somebody yesterday from the NIH saying, if all goes well, we'll have a universal vaccine by early next spring. So, wait a minute, are you jumping on that, on the, uh, on the Peter King yep. and all these other bandwagons of the extreme and the other way is, we can't go out and do anything unless there's a vaccine, even if it means not doing anything for 18 more months? I'm not saying not do anything, but what I'm saying is you've got to be smart about this. It, it can't be, you know, the countries that have warded this off have had, had draconian measures, but until there is a vaccine... Nobody can be safe. When we, now, if there's an antibodies test, right, say we get that instant antibodies test, and it's okay, you had it, you were asymptomatic, you got the antibodies, you're fine, but what are we going to do, give out everybody green cards and red cards, and you, you got a red card, you can't do anything, you got a green card, you're fine? I like I can't, it. I'll I like have it. a black, like black market green card sales thing. I need, I need a backer, but I'll be happy to start selling those. No, we're going to have to be like dogs. you got to have that little microchip put in you, and then everybody gets scanned. <laughs> You know, now when you go into well, an, you know, when you go into a stadium, instead of just your ticket gets scanned, yep. and then you're, you're, you know, the side of your neck. I right think that's there. the idea. You scan everybody. Yeah. Why can't you just upload your ticket to your little chip, and then you don't have to carry anything? Boom, it's all inside of you. You can do that uh, too. Be malfunctioning. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, and then look, we're only about ten years away from that. We'll be getting everything that we want stuck in the middle of our head. And, you know, you get your newspaper in there, you get your, your, uh, all your information, everything's there. They scan your head. Oh, yeah, you got a referral for your doctor. Go ahead. And, by the way, I don't want the 5G chip put in my head, though. I think that'll blow it up because everybody's worried now, all these conspiracy things. 5G, well, it's going to ruin the world. I just don't want Huawei's 5G chip. I'll take Verizon's or something. That's Hawaii, Harry. Is it Hawaii? Yeah, the Chinese. Uh, it's Chi- Huawei. Is it Huawei? It's Huawei. My Mandarin isn't so good, so I can't tell you. Are you more of a (laughs) – because, you know, the two big nine languages in China. Mandarin. Mandarin. Yeah. And what's the other one, Robin? Cantonese. Cantonese. That is great Chinese knowledge. Have you been to Chinatown? Everything's closed. Even Chinatown. All right, go ahead. All right, no college football uh, in your view. What about baseball, uh, the NBA, and NHL continuing and doing their playoffs in, like, uh, certain locations? What do you think about those stories? I think the NBA and the NHL are done. You, do. you know, you've got too much physical contact, and you're going to try to get this thing done. And all it takes is one or two guys to, to test positive, and then everybody's going to run for the hills. So I think, I think we're not going to see them. Baseball could happen because it's a game that lends itself a little bit more. But, again, you're going to have to make sure there's enough testing. You're going to have to test these guys every week. So you're testing 26 players or 28 if they expand. How many coaches? Mm-hmm clubhouse people, security people, grounds crew people, Umpires. anybody who's, 
umpires, the people that put the post game spread out on the at, in, in the in the club the clubbies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's 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 about every every game is going to need about 150 to 200 tests. So. How are you going to keep track of all that? What are you going to do with the people who test positive? Then we're going to quarantine everybody else? It's, it's a bigger logistical nightmare than just having the players sit six feet apart in the stand. Now, I hear you. The interesting thing is now, every day when you look, on the, uh, look in the media about what's going on, there's like a test every 10 minutes. One at Rutgers that they talked mm-hmm. about yesterday. There's the Abbott test. There's the antibody test. So, like, basically every lab in the world is working on different testing devices, and they're getting out there. So, again, I don't, know much, I don't know more than anybody else. I'm not a doctor, although you can call me Dr. Tony Grouchy instead of Dr. Tony Fauci. <laughs> you know, but uh, nobody knows. I mean, everybody's just speculating. Even the, the experts have no clue when they look at the charts. And I, I don't mind. I'd rather them do the worst-case scenario and overestimate what's going to happen than underestimate it. So I, I use the Disneyland uh, analogy. You know what Disney does? When you stand in line for, like, Space Mountain and it says an hour and ten minutes, most of the time it means it's only going to be, like, 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that when you get on the ride and you're looking at your watch, you're saying, wow, that was under, that wasn't an hour and ten minutes, right. that wasn't bad. They get you to think it's going to be worst-case scenario so that when you get there, you feel better when it's not as bad. Right, and that's right. what they're doing with all of these projections based on what happened before, not what's going to happen next. And they have to do that, because think about it. If they tell you, okay, on May 26th, everything's going to be fine, and then they say, look, sorry, it's not going to be till June 17th, everybody's going to go nuts. But if they say June 26th, then it's June 17th, ah, nine days earlier, that's better. The other problem we have is we don't have a lot of discipline here in the United States, right? No. We're, You're just noticing that. Wait, we're is that breaking, that breaking news? <laughs> yeah. I mean, South Korea, they had like seven people dead because it's like, if you go outside, we will cut your head off. Right there. It's just The drone comes through, you're dead. Blood spurting up from the neck. It's fine. So everybody stays inside. Here, as soon as you get a little bit, people are going to be, woo It's going to be like, like, like the, the scene at the end of the Ten Commandments when Moses comes down with the commandments. There's going to be golden calves, people going bananas. So we're going to have to be very careful how we do this. As long as the water turns into wine, I'm happy. I don't care about the rest of that well, stuff. Well, plenty of that, right? And if you, got, if you need beer, you do what the 93-year-old lady did in Pennsylvania, just hold a sign in the door, yeah. out of beer. Yeah. And it, of course, light brings the truck. You're yeah. absolutely, we, we were going to have her on yesterday, but then she bailed on us because her kids were the ones who put And her kids, by the way, are adults because she's 93. We don't no, know, know that. We don't know that. She oh, could, I called her at 10 a.m. Well, you don't know she, that she has eight-year-old kids? No, I called her at 10 a.m. She could have started drinking, and by 4 o'clock That's she was That's what I said. Done. She was yeah. passed Wait, out. What yeah. 93-year-old Italian woman drinks Coors Light? My mom's 95. <laughs> she now doesn't drink any beer. Coors Light. You're shamed Bud Light. I'm what not shaming them. I'm just saying a 93-year-old Italian woman doesn't drink any beer. Apparently all of us. She's drinking grappa. Exactly right. Well, at least she Which, can, by yeah. the way, will blind you. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Maybe the beer was just the chaser. Michael, at least she can get beer because the governor shut down the goddamn liquor stores. <laughs> well, you can still get beer. You go just well, about No, anywhere. beer. I don't drink beer. I oh, like yeah, beer. Right. You drink vodka, I drink right? beer. I like beer. I'm doing my uh, Kavanaugh impersonation. Aren't like you beer. part of the Vodka of the Month Club or something? Yeah, yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. We're getting dangerously low on our Tito's uh, collection here. We're, you know, listen, Tito's, if you're listening, yeah. or even stateside vodka, we need emergency reinforcements delivered here, not that far away. Kiki Vodka, too, is another local not vodka. Not Kiki Vandaway Vodka. No, Does no. he have any? No. Michael Bradley, we just lost him for some reason. 
I want to get him back because, you know, the one thing I noticed about Michael Bradley here, I've worked with a lot of great people in this business. Michael Bradley is the only guy that I used to do football pregame shows with mm-hmm. that would bring his own bag lunch with him. I know. We would go into restaurants. Yeah. We would go into sports bars and do pregame NFL shows. And everybody sits there and orders off the menu, yep. anything you wanted. Michael Bradley, Brown, Michael Bradley Brown bagged it to do pregame football shows and he had the grease stain on the bottom. It, like, if we bring a tuna sandwich, and, you know, they had the brown Right, it would bag. soak through a exactly, little bit. Exactly. Was it like a turkey sandwich, I think, was his yes. famous thing, I have right? never seen anyone in 50 years in radio in a business where you want free stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you go out and do a radio show in a bar or a restaurant where the food is readily accessible and you can order yeah. from the menu, somebody brings in their own sandwich. It's classic. I bet he does that when he still goes to Villanova to teach class. We have to find out because I think we got him back now. And I want him to oh, – No, don't? no, no. Did they're still, phone, they're still efforting up? that. I, his fun, but you know what? This happened right around the same time yesterday. I know. And it had the weird beeping. Is that right? Yeah, I remember. And there's when no we storms. The- I mean, the skies are blue. So I don't know whether it's an electrical interference, whether it's government intervention because we were know. giving away the chip it's prob- knowledge. Probably. Maybe they're listening but at the uh, CIA. Maybe they're spying on us. Tony, while we're efforting to get... Michael Bradley back on. He did said, you, call him back. He just yeah. texted me. Did you see um, the photo that I posted on the Twitch stream of him in dressed the, in up? The, dress, like yes. Hugh Hefner, right? In the Hugh Hefner. Well, me or Michael Bradley? No, no Michael Bradley. Michael Bradley. Michael Bradley did he had a Hugh, Hugh Hefner yes. like tuxedo yeah, or the, no, the smoking jacket. The smoking jacket. Yeah. Look at that, how dapper he looks. I didn't know he was into that stuff. He, I bet she hasn't been to the, to the mansion like I had before. Oh, no. Now it's over. No. No. Michael Bradley doing half? Look, I mean, it's like a it's a red velvet. It's a nice coat. No, it is. It's got the big wide lapel. Is that a Crass Brothers 937 <laughs> South Street special well, before they went out of business down there? Let's find out. He's back. Michael Bradley. First of all, the the red jacket. Uh, is that on your uh, on your Twitch stream, that picture? I mean, your Twitter stream? No, I found it. I, you know, you can find anything on Google. Where's with the oh, wait, uh, red jacket, the uh, the big red lapels. Was that a ben velvet? Crass? Velvet. It's a crushed red crushed velvet, velvet tuxedo jacket that I bought at the uh, sidewalk sale at the Ardmore Tuxedo Store in 1980. That's wow. a good job out and of you, And it still man. fits. Still fits, That's baby. That's amazing. So you weren't doing a half thing. You weren't going to, like, a fake Playboy party up in the main line somewhere, right? No, no, no. In fact, I, I, at, uh, a couple of years ago at Kohl's, I bought a purple Paisley tuxedo jacket that I now wear along with my 1979 uh, ruffled tuxedo shirt to weddings. Beautiful, if it's man. black tie, I'm wearing the ruffled shirt. Did you have the Kohl's cash, or did you have to pay full retail? <laughs> I got Kohl's cash after I bought it. <laughs> Michael, Here's the credit card. Do you get out a special colored blazer to watch Michigan every year in the Outback Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right after, right after I watch Temple in the Bahama Bowl. Hey, I'd rather be in the Bahamas hey, damn right. than getting a blooming onion on a Sunday when I'm a top five program in the country, all right? Not that there's anything wrong with Bloomin' Onions, except that they're like 7,000 calories. Oh, I know. Unbelievable, man. <laughs> Michael, last thing. I don't thing. eat the Bloomin' Onions. That's how I fit into tuxedo jackets from 40 years ago. Exactly. Great that job is out of you. unbelievable. Now, I, 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 I wait. Before, after the phone, right after the phone crapped out, I, I told a story about you. I don't know if you heard it. About you're the only person I've ever seen in media in 50 years <laughs> in this business who would go to a pregame football show on a Sunday at a restaurant and bring his own lunch and brown bag it. Well, I never, I never got an explanation. You know, that's for that. an insult to the restaurant. Bringing well, because your own I food. Wanted, that's how. How do you think I can fit into a jacket from 40 years ago? I weigh 10 pounds less than I did when I graduated from college, so I, I, I control my calories. You know what I say to that? 
Yeah. Wow. But, oh, good. For dude, you. Michael, yeah. forget about teaching. You should put out a diet plan. <laughs> I'm doing keto and I lost 15 pounds. This guy does. This guy just doesn't eat restaurant food. Well, I, I, I eat. Here's what I do from Sunday through Friday at like four o'clock. I'm very regimented. Okay. I eat the same thing for breakfast and lunch every day. I eat the same thing in between breakfast and lunch. I, I brown bag it all wherever I go. If I'm going, if I teach, I have a class that ends at 12:45. At least this semester I did. I would be eating my brown bag, half a turkey and cheese sandwich on wheat bread and an apple on the way home. I told you. Now, do you make those yourself, or do you have the the wife do it for you? No, nobody. You know why? I, I have a little bit of OCD, so only I can make no. that. No. A little? I, I asked her for a drink of water the other day. She brought it in. I'm like, eh, not enough cubes. She's like, what? And so I waited for her to get up to go to the bathroom. I went in and got more cubes. She came back. She said, did you go get more ice cubes? I said, yeah. You didn't make the water right. Wow. wow. Make the water make the right. Water. When you're criticizing your wife for not for not even providing the Jeez. proper water temperature. Yeah, I'm not criticizing her at all. I'm just I'm just, He's just making a suggestion. I didn't suggest she Who the hell puts ice cubes? We're not living in Australia in the outback where it's 110. I always put a lot of ice. I, I put no ice in my water. water. Yeah, me very too. cold. I'm water. with Michael on this one. It's ridiculous. And I've told the Lima that once or twice too. When now, when she, she makes, brings the vodka, well, you got to have When she makes my cocktail, I say you put too much club soda in it. Well, that's yeah, well, a different that's, thing. Yeah. 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 Exactly. How do you mess up water? You, know, how do you, you how don't do you... make it cold enough. <laughs> I'm just not even saying anything. <laughs> my, son and I, my son and I have both have mild cases of OCD. His mild. Is his, his is task-specific, and mine is broad-based. So we would have arguments over who had more effective OCD, which is a very OCD thing to do. Michael, I think that your interpretation of mild might be different than everybody else's. Yeah, it's broad-based OCD. By the, what the by, hell is that? By the way, on, on a Twitch stream, this is a great one. We're on Twitch Live, too, in addition to SiriusXM. Uh, 91 Sixer says, who's Michael Bradley's nutritionist? The guy from Falling Down? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. One of the great Michael Douglas oh, yeah. movies of all time, man. Yeah. Boy, was that a weird movie. Man. Yes. 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 Quite. At, at Daily Quite. Ombre on Twitter. Daily Ombre. And he's and not even Hispanic. I don't know where he no. got Daily Ombre from. And Jeff Bruder on Twitch is saying, bless your wife, Michael. Bless your <laughs> wife. Hey, I cook. I do laundry. I shop. I, you know, come on. There's a lot that comes with control. You're going to make someone a good wife one day, Michael Bradley. I'll tell I you that. I consider right. myself a control enthusiast. <laughs> I'm not a control freak. <laughs> hey, man, I've missed you, man. And now everybody knows why we love having you on. The great Michael Bradley, the Daily Ombre. Thanks, brother. Great to have you on, man. Take it easy, guys. Thanks, Mike. Wow. wow. How great was that? That is awesome. <laughs> he has broad-based OCD. <laughs> A mild case, too. For the- wow. When we come back, our lines are going to be open. Make sure you note down this number. It is... 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-8669. And Jose with a What Up Wednesday appearance coming up, too. Stick around. We're having fun. It's a What Up Wednesday. Listen to the tone. <laughs> Ooh la la. God, he's funny. Well. You know, he's one of those guys that you meet and you never think he's going to have that kind of personality. Yeah. I don't understand what's going on with the phone. That's the same thing it did on my Yeah. It just went beep, 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 and then, yeah, and McMullen was later on in the day. I thought it was at the same time, but it's not. That's bizarre.
Now, when you're dialing out, which line do you dial out from? Okay, try to, let's see if it's happening. Like, which one did you just do it now? Who did? That is so oh, weird. Now, when you dialed Michael, though, did you dial from four or one this time? That was from four. Okay. Did you see what we posted last night, and I never knew it existed, Harry? What? And one of our listeners told us about it that Jim Nance auditioned for Wheel of Fortune, and there's video. Yeah. Tim Brando, Tony, not... What did I say? You said Jim Nance. Tim no, Brando. Tim Brando. Tim Brando. Tim Brando auditioned for Wheel of Fortune before Pat, before Pat Sajak got the job. No, it wasn't before Pat Sajak got the job. It was when Pat Sajak was experimenting with his nighttime show and doing a couple okay. of other stuff. I know he was at looking, ESPN, because right, he says that he's at ESPN. So this was... This was when Pat Sajak was looking at perhaps not doing it every day. Oh, okay. Oh, did you see? You might have missed this. Um, I tweeted Brando thanking him for coming on. Uh-huh. And I said, uh, next time I'm in Shreveport, which will never happen, <laughs> I need to, I'm counting on you to hook me up at Southern Trace. That's his point. Right, right. Ah. So he retweeted it, favorited it, and then responded, said, I got you, Harry. Uh, <laughs> and pipes in. He no. Oh, of course. Back off, Harry. I got an invite before you. Brando didn't favor it. He didn't acknowledge it. <laughs> what? He didn't do anything with Nothing. <laughs> I don't think he can stand that. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they... Well, we, we all worked together at Sporting know, News know, when we were doing the... Uh... You see the picture? You see that picture back there? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's got me, Brando, and... And, uh, and, uh, <clears throat> and what's his face? Uh, Bruno Brown and Brando is what it says. I need to go get some water. No. We got them down here. We got the, the fridge has a bunch of waters in it, Rob, and I put them in there. What up, Debbie Downer? He doesn't suck. He's hilarious. Is that Jason Seahorn? What is going on back there is right. Fifty-seven, fifteen. I have it down in ink. Robin, there's waters in that fridge. You empty out the entire upstairs fridge? I just ran out and bought two cases yesterday morning. You go through a lot of water. The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. I was telling you about the uh, the new task force, not the coronavirus task force. It's the 
huge group of 200 di different people, an advisory group that are going to start helping shape plans to reopen the country, the economy. Mm -hmm. And it's got sports, agriculture, financial services, unions, think tanks. Do you think that's too many people? No, because each facet of each industry has to decide what they're going to do and how they're going to plan. You just can't have one person say, yeah, you open, the, you open that garden center next weekend. So you have to have people who know what they're doing in these particular fields. Mm. It's a smart idea. Okay. Because one person's not going to just say, hey, this isn't like, you know, holding the gun up and everybody gets at the starting right, line. Right, Or like at the, uh, on uh, Black Friday in front of Walmart where everybody's out there ready to run in to get the three TV sets that are $50. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's go to the phones. 215-462-TONY. And what would What Up Wednesday be official without the appearance of this man, Harry Mays? Absolutely not. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together worldwide, internationally known, and known to rock the What Up phone, Mr. Jose from Norristown, yo. What up? What up, Brunos? What up, Mays? What up, Miss Robbins? What up, Sirius XM 212s? 211s. 211s, yeah. Come on, get the frequency right. Thank what you. is the frequency, Kenneth? What up, Jose? Not so much, yo. No, no Miss Robin voice I hear. No, Miss Robin was just running and getting waters for everybody. And I'm, she back. Was, I'm back. I want to make up, sure. Wait, I got to find out it's the right temperature. I don't want anybody going Michael Bradley on us and saying, that water's not cold enough for me. Tell Michael Bradley, go blue, yo. Exactly right. <laughs> if, I'm, I'm curious to know how Jose is going to top or follow up what what in my opinion, his most brilliant phone call ever last week. It was up there, no doubt about it. When I think of Michigan football, I think, what up, oh, Shim Becklers? What, what up? up, Jim Harbaugh's and Andy Moeller's and Mike Hammerstein and Greg Messner from the 80s? Wow. What up, Jamie Morris? What up, Tim Biakabatukas? Oh, the great Tim Biakabatuka. Yep. What up, Ty Streets and Mike Massacoy and... Jeremy Toomans and uh, wow. Rod Payne and Jeff Backus and Jake Longs and Greg Scrapanak. Greg's Greg Scrapanak. Yeah, he was the right tackle. I know. I mean, e even Michael Bradley doesn't go that deep down the down the roster of Michigan football. He's greats. been trying to forget about all these guys. <laughs> what up, Charles? What Charles Woodson? Well, Charles Woodson's a Hall of Famer, yeah. man. I mean, come on, that's too easy. What up, Ty Law and Tommy Hendricks and Jared Irons? Tommy, the, no, 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 not, not Tommy, not the stork was Ken, Hen, no, was not Tommy Henry. It was the stork who played for the Raiders. Ted, Ted Henry. Henry. Ted, 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 yeah, Ted, Ted Henry. Yeah, that's Ted. right. Thank the you. Stork. The stork. Number 83 is, yo. Exactly right, man. Yep. And don't forget the greatest Michigan quarterback of all time, Rick Leach. What up, uh, number sevens, Rick Leaches? <laughs> who, who played in the Orange Bowl against Oklahoma with the Selman brothers and Coach Switzer's? Wow. Man, that's late 70s. You know the Selman right brothers? There. Can you name the Selman brothers? Was Roy it? and Leroy Selman. Yo. Leroy yeah. Selman, Tampa legend who just left us a few years back at all the restaurants down in the Tampa mm -hmm. Bay area. First Selman's. ever draft pick by the Tampa Bay Bucks in 77. Man. See, this is the kind of knowledge. It Didn't just... he start USF's football program? Wasn't he the first coach yeah, he was or something? the first AD. Oh, the yeah. AD. Okay. No, yeah. he, you want to talk about legends in one area of the country down yeah. in Tampa Bay? Leroy Selman is right up there in the – he's in the – He's on the Mount Rushmore yeah. of sports figures in the Tampa Bay. Isn't there a Dewey Selman? Yeah, too? Louis Dewey. Yeah, not the not the that was one of the duck uh, the Donald Ducks kids. This was Leroy Selman and Dewey Selman oh, okay. were the two Selman brothers. What yeah. up, Bosworth and Tony Casillas in the eighties? Exactly right, man. <laughs> 
other than that, Jose, now what are you watching at night? Because you, you were the guy who's you were, you were self-isolating before anything was going on, watching DVDs from the 86 Chicago Bulls and all of those other classics. When I think 86, I think game two, Boston Garden, 60, 63 points, Michael Jordan. Wow. On a Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock on CBS with Stockton and Heinzen and Tommy. Pat O'Brien. Wow, and Patty, Pat I miss O'Brien. Pat O'Brien. So do I. Broadcasts. So do I. Pat, Pat used to be on my show every know, day when I, I was in L.A. He was funny, too. Yeah, he's show. a great guy. Yep. Oh, I, I used to call Michael Bradley's show back in the day. You did? Yeah. Yeah. When he hosted that morning show. Yep, with yeah. him and Glenn Foley's show. Mm-hmm. Former uh, New York Jet great at yep. Boston College legend. When Correct. I think of him, I think of 1993's upset in Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana's. The week before Notre Dame upset the great Florida State fast break offense of Charlie Ward and Bobby Bowden. Well, is he locked into there or what? I'm man? telling you what. So somebody's just, missing college football. Exactly right. <laughs> but he doesn't he doesn't just reserve his vast knowledge to college and, and he's got NBA knowledge. Yeah. He's got hockey knowledge. He's got baseball knowledge. How he doesn't have his oh, own I serious to mention. What up, Kaneen? Pat Kaneen in the house, yes. I met Kaneen at the uh, first inaugural fan fest. Fantasy Fest. Yeah, him and his kid. Or as we would call it, Sausage Fest here exactly. in Philadelphia. Right? That's yeah, <laughs> I don't make that appearance yeah. anymore. Dude Fest. They made a movie ball. about it. Yeah. They actually made a movie about it. Yeah, yeah I know. But <laughs> I've met Kaneens at the uh, at the original thing. I met his kid, had a few, had fun, broke down some knowledge, and it was a good fun time. Did you have any Bud Lights or Corona Lights? What I mean, up, or, Bud Lights? Or, or Coors Lights? Yep, I had a couple that day. Or flashing lights? No, not like Kanye, but they were flashing later on in the day, though. Oh, see, Jose wouldn't drink a Bud Light with a tomahawk steak. No, he wouldn't. No, no, he wouldn't. No, I'll eat it with wings, though. No, well, you got to have go. wings. But when you have a tomahawk steak, you got to have a really good red wine. Exactly. Again, I'm joking with a guy on Twitter, and he's obviously a fun guy. We're having mm-hmm. Bud Light checked in. He's probably going to get free beer now. I know, because of you. Because of oh, me. Oh, by the way, um, exactly. I don't mean to mention this, but we got a hater on um, on Twitch, yo. Well, there's always haters in there. <laughs> yeah. Haters are going to hate if someone wants it. You can quote me. Uh, or uh, somebody would say, hello, what up, hater? <laughs> exactly right. Jose, phenomenal once again. Phenomenal once again. Well, if you see Michael Bradley next time, tell him I said go blue, yo. Will do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there he is, the great Sorry. Jose from Norristown. I love how. How is there not a Jose channel on Sirius XM? I don't, I don't the know. Jose channel. <laughs> I, I tell you, I, I really admire the fact that he's had themes both weeks now. Yes. You know, where he just goes deep. Very deep. College not deep football. into the night. We're not doing that no, anymore. No, no, no. Now, who do we have on the line now? Do we have somebody on the line? Oh, yeah, I saw you. I, you, I thought I mean, you gave me a three-minute warning. Beautiful, man. Jose has fantastic information. You just can't. You can't, like, try to get it out of him. It just has to flow. Mm-hmm. It does. Right. Like, we, we tried this contest once, yeah. you know, Stomp Jose. Mm-hmm. And then people were throwing, like, Sports Illustrated covers and, like, fringe stuff. But you see he knows the hardcore breakdowns of rosters and things. But it has to come to him naturally. It has right, to flow. Right, right. It doesn't work show. well under pressure. Yeah, right. It's a natural flow. Yes. It's not something you can script and then just come in there and, and deliver. It's got to happen organically yes. for him. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, on the NBA front, Harry, I don't know if you saw this. 
On, the, on ESPN today, of course, they're promoting the horse semifinals tomorrow night. Oh, my God. And there's the more? Final. Yeah, I thought it was more. all over. My God, it should be over. So the now, horse... is somebody announcing this somewhere? I don't know. I, no. I, I couldn't watch it. Are you it. kidding? It's, announcing they're broadcasting it. this over a cell phone. Cell phones in somebody's driveway. Because if there was an announcer, if they had, like, a really comedic announcer, that would make it like more Bob interesting. Mennery. Yeah, that Bob would yeah. make yeah, it really funny. Yeah. Or Pat probably, McAfee. He probably costs too much. By the way, the, uh, the Leroy Selman correction was that he was the the, associate, the athletic director at the University of South Florida, not UCF. No, I a said USF. USF. You said USF. Yeah. Somebody may have said UCF, yeah. but it was no University of South no, Florida. It's the one Bulls in Tampa. Yeah, at South Florida, because Central Florida, South Florida is no South Florida is actually in Central Florida, which is Tampa. Right, right. Because that's not South Florida. No, that's it's Central not. Florida. But the USF is in Tampa, and the University of Central Florida is just outside Orlando. Exactly. Way to make it confusing, Florida. Exactly. Right. Well, it's Florida. What else are you going to expect? By the way, the Cleveland Browns have had more uniform changes now than Larry King has had wives. Uh, now, because we have a poll question today. And, we, and you know who gave no. us the poll question? And I'm going to do this every day. We have a poll question today already? We had it before the show started. But Tony has a new idea. I like this. I want the fans out there, not to do work for us, to give us a poll question idea every day. Because oh, we okay. did the one about bats and rats. Bat and rat, would and you rat. Rat ran away with Rat it, like 82 away. to 18 or So the question today, good choice. the trivia question, not the trivia, but the poll question today on Twitter. Oh, I got what do the Cleveland Browns change more? A, head coaches, mm -hmm. two, quarterbacks, or three, uniforms. And we got to thank Kemper34, my boy Marvin on Twitter, for giving us that poll question. That's a good one. That is a good poll yeah. question. Because they just did uh, reach, uh, change their uniforms again. again yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all wear, everybody wears number 20 in all these uniform changes. You I know noticed that? that. I saw the Colts uh, yesterday, and the, the guy was wearing number 20. What is up with that? What is up is in the next hour is coming up. John Clark will get a big Bruce Springsteen and baseball update. Jason Stark in the 5 o'clock hour. Lots more still ahead on this What Up Wednesday. Tony and Harry on Sirius XM 211. Now, did you watch the uh, video that I have of John Clark, Harry? He's seen it, I'm sure. It's not a very good vo video, but I want to play the I want to play the um, I want to play the uh, the actual video from Good Morning America. I have that. With Springsteen, did you see that video? Um, I have the Bruce. He Springsteen. went on Good Morning America oh, yeah. to promote it because it's going to be on ABC. Yeah. yeah. I sent that to John. <laughs> Oh, really? Lined up? No, just drive through. They're cashing them in. Yeah, yeah. Before he comes on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the I know that Joe Buck was doing it. Yeah, Joe Buck, the, the guy who does play-by-play -play for UCLA. At least he's Speaking of Joe Buck, yeah. that Buck won't. Uh, he's <laughs> Joe Buck's not answering me. So the Philly sports Trump guy is really funny. Have you seen him? No. <clears throat> so he tweets this morning. I am pleased to announce that I have pardoned the guy who got tased at a Phillies game in 2010. Very cool. And then I wrote. Poor guy has, has been in the jail cell under Citizens Bank Park and has suffered enough. 
And then he writes back, he's been freed from Philly Gitmo to make room for Orlando Scandrick, a very nasty guy. And I wrote, the worst, and everybody knows it, except Undisputed. <laughs> Harry, was Joe Buck's um, uh, analyst, uh, the, the numbers dude, was yeah. he your friend? Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Ed, can you ask Ed if... Okay, if 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 I have Joe's number and he's not getting back, he's not getting back to either one of us, and I don't know if I have the same, you know, this that number might not be good anymore. I need where's my damn tissues, man? You know who was you know who's doing good stuff on everybody's doing good stuff on Twitter. You see, Ernie Johnson has a thing on Twitter. He does called uh, uh, Ernie Johnson's School of Journalism. So he does it every day on his Twitter feed, and he had Kevin Harlan on Monday for two hours. So he's got all these great guests, and he does like schooling, journalism school. And you are also correct that it is pronounced Huawei. I did not know that. Yeah, you get Harlan on. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Ah, yes, indeed. Such a relaxing day. We got a guy laying on our couch down here in the wine cellar. Should we identify him, Harry, to uh, shame him? It's, I mean, is he squatting? He wanted to he wanted to see how long it would take for people to make comments about, who is that strange guy laying, laying down on, on your sofa. sofa? He is a squatter. We will have him removed first forcibly. He's not even wearing a mask, so the Philadelphia mayor will be sending the police here right. to physically remove him. The transit police, at exactly least. Exactly right. By the way, did you see the story, the update on that? Remember last week? Being a Philadelphia guy, I mean, you know, I talk about local politics because these people are the ones making the decisions that affect our lives, mm-hmm. not just mine, but everybody who lives in this city. And I always praise this city because it's my hometown. But when things go wrong, I'll rip the mayor, I'll rip the people who are responsible for taking care of the citizenry. Right, like the parking authority. Exactly. You went at it with them a few times. Yeah, I mean, for unjustly doing things. I mean, they, they're yeah. doing their jobs. I'm not saying they shouldn't do their jobs or they should be abolished like ICE. At least right now they've, they've stopped giving yeah. tickets yeah. for parking. Exactly, because there's yeah. no place to park. Yeah. People are home, so they're not going to work. And so yeah. there's parking is at a premium even when people do go to work. The point is, so last Friday, Harry, it became a national story. Everybody saw it all over the news that there, was a, there were people on a SEPTA, which is the local bus company, the mm-hmm. Southeastern Pennsylvania Transportation Authority, and the police went on and were telling people to get off because the driver called 911 and said there's people on the bus without masks, protective masks. So one gentleman who was dressed up going to work, these weren't people in there smoking pot or sleeping in the bus. These were people who had to go to their jobs, and public transportation is still running, even though on a shortened schedule. So this video shows the guy coming through the the bus, and then he's telling people to get off because they didn't have masks on. One guy didn't want to get off because he had to go to work. And then they had police physically ripping this guy out of the bus in the view of everybody. There was like 10 uh, yeah. and officers so, there. You know, people are ripping the cops. I'm not because they're doing their job. They're being told to do that. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the SEPTA employees don't have masks. So I went crazy last week and I said, how do you not have masks for your employees who, oh, by the way, are all union workers who all need to be protected if you're going to put them out there sure. to, to pe- bring people to work? And then I had all these people on Twitter, well, where's SEPTA going to get the masks from? Then don't put people in buses then if you don't have the masks. Right. So then the guy who got thrown off the bus, all of the local politicians justifiably, just as I did, because I'm looking out for the people, they said that that guy should sue. That guy's got a lawsuit here. Yeah. And here's the reason why the city kowtowed and said, okay, 
the, the masks are no longer mandatory for the customers because there was never an official order that you had to wear a mask to be on the bus. It was just suggested, right? Right. Yeah. And so this guy didn't have a mask because, go oh, by the way, if healthcare workers... They're not easy to get. Except my point is, yeah. if the healthcare workers in hospitals, if the people who are driving buses can't get masks provided to them, how do you expect every <laughs> single human being who's going on a bus to go to work for one of their essential jobs, mm-hmm. how does that person have a mask? So facing litigation, facing humiliation from me and others... They backed off and said it's no longer mandatory, but it is highly recommended. But guess what happened today? There's more to this? There's more. Today, on SEPTA buses, they now have masks available for customers who get on a bus. No. So they finally did what they're supposed to do, which is their job, so, is protect the public and protect the bus drivers. They so were obviously only, listening to the show. But not only do the bus drivers wear masks now, they've got masks. Yes. Now you can get, if you get on exactly. the bus, you can get... It's the well, only okay. place exactly. you can get masks wow. in the city, let's go, probably. Let's go for a bus <laughs> let's go ride. For a bus ride. <laughs> exactly. And so that's the, way, that's the way you get things done. You know, just like people are going crazy with the president. How does he not have masks everywhere? You know, because he's sitting in Washington. The people in Philadelphia worry about the masks in Philly, and the people in Washington worry about the masks there. But if you don't protect your employees who have to work, who are providing a public service, and the people who have to go to work and get on buses, they have to be protected too. So I'm glad somebody got the masks. I'm glad somebody was listening to the Tony Bruno show. Well, They're all listening. This is a powerful out. outlet here, yeah, I'll Robbie. tell you. This isn't just guys just making up stupid stuff on the radio. Let's go to the phones because John Clark's going to join us in the next segment. But let's go to one of my men out there. We see him everywhere. We see him at Super Bowls. He's in the 510, right? He is in the 510. He's <laughs> How you guys doing? He's the great Zenny <laughs> Abraham. Zenny, what's going on out there, man? Oh, the great. Uh, oh, hey, actually, I am in uh, Fayette County, Georgia. Oh. I'm helping my mom out, so I'm. I'm covering both coasts, basically. But, uh, hey, the NFL is basically saying we're on our own. It's just ESPN and NFL Network. And that's it. There's no portal, no online equivalent of the red carpet. Just want to let you all know it's the wild, wild west this time. That's okay. I don't and, need the red carpet. You know, I'll, when, it, when everything opens up, I'll, there'll be plenty of red carpets. There'll be plenty of velvet ropes opening the way for Tony Bruno and the Tony Bruno show to make their way into the club. So I can <laughs> you guys should do your red work. carpet, though. We you should know, like we'll, a fiber red carpet. You, well, you know, you've seen us. We've been on red carpets at Super Bowls. You've been there yep. with us. Zenny's <laughs> always got his, always does the interviews at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. one of the, I'm one of the few guys that gets interviewed at the Super Bowl on red carpets. You're a great interview, though. But, but well, you know, think about it. Think about it. This is a great place. ESPN and the NFL Network have been on this pattern since 2007 when they came into, you know, Radio City and ESPN was on the right and the NFL Network was on the left and, and everything else. But if you're on online media or have these multi-platforms, you have the opportunity to really do your own deals and establish a whole new approach. I think this is exciting. You know, just saying. We got we to talk offline and, and, and conquer the world, Tony. You're damn right, Zanny. Zanny out there, and now we see him in the Bay Area. He's in Georgia, too. Speaking of that, our friends in the Bay Area, Kenneth, Ken, Sil- Ken, uh, Ken Silver out there. Kenneth yeah, Siller, yeah. we call him. He, he's checking in. Siller. He's one of our great listeners out in the Bay Area, checked in, said he's listening today. He's off from work. And so this being on now during this pandemic, certainly a lot more people have access to listen to the show with SiriusXM and on the Twitch stream. And so this is what we're doing. We're, we're, not, we're not saving the world or we're not fixing things that are broken. 
we're just having fun, and, and a lot of people are looking for things to listen to or watch, and you get tired of watching TV, especially with the news channels during the day. Turn that noise off. And just relax and enjoy Speaking us. of the Bay Area, Zenny, the, I, I, uh, hey, by the way, this is Miss Robin. Um, hey, I want to give a shout-out to Raymond, a huge fan of yours, Tony, who sent in a photograph that he took of you back when you were doing the Raiders post-game show am on I TV. Am I fully clothed? Do I, am I wearing are, my pants? You are fully clothed. <laughs> He's not like a judge, uh, you know, doing a Zoom well, call. You know, because Bill Romanowski, who did that Raiders post-game show with me, he would always wear shorts and then yeah. wear the shat tie and suit. Right. But he goes by the username as Blessed Guapo67 on Twitter. Blessed Guapo. Yeah, I had some of that the other night before the Mexican restaurant down the street closed. <laughs> and I want to give a shout out to him specifically because um, he found you again. He says it is so great to hear you, and he needs some levity in this time of everything being upside down because he yep. is one of our first responders. He, um, he works on the front lines helping patients. He works in healthcare at Kaiser in San Francisco. And uh, so he sent a photograph that he took with you and him together and is asking for an autograph. Can I, I see wanna... the picture? Do we have the picture? Yes. Do I look good in it? Yeah, you do look good in it. This I isn't mean, this a profession. This was a shot from when was he was down at... Yeah. It was your good side? <clears throat> and he wants oh, yeah. uh, he wants you to sign it and send it back. And uh, but major shout out to Raymond Sullivan and thank you so much for all you and your ilk are doing on the front lines, helping out throughout Beautiful. this time. That's an yeah, eight by ten glossy right thank there. Thank you guys. Thank you all. Well, thank you, Zanny. We'll stay in touch, buddy. Thanks, it's great Zanny. to talk to you, man. Stay got safe it. down there in yeah. Georgia, down in the dirty yeah. south. I like that Zenny's got a uh, glass half full uh, idea about the draft coming up. You know, being so different. Mm -hmm. He's looking forward to it. I Absolutely. am, too. I am, too. We, you know, we, you heard Amy Trask on this show yesterday. You know, everybody's going crazy because it's not going to be the pomp. And Listen, we were all looking for We would have been in Vegas. For it would have been great in We would have been out there, you right. know, with the Bellagio fountains. I mean, that was a spectacular idea. And the NFL knows how to do it right and do it up big. And, you know, just like every other business in this country, they had to make massive changes. And, you know, it's not coming back to Vegas in 2021. You know where it's going? L.A., it? right? No, Cleveland. Cle Cleveland next year? Yes. Cleveland rocks. Dude, Cleveland. We could be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Sweet. Fame every day doing shows. We could be in the flats. Speaking of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'd yes. like to go there. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? That. Yes, but uh, Bruce is in there, isn't he? Well, of course. He might be in there more than once. <laughs> you can't go in more than once. Oh, right? I think you can. You can only have yeah. one bust. You can't have multiple He's there with the E Street Band, and Clapton then he's there by three. himself. Clapton has three. Yeah, how do you have Cream, you have? Cream oh, okay. Solo, oh, and Yardbirds. All right, yeah, I get Yard that. Birds. Yeah. But, but Springsteen isn't a solo act. It's always the E Street Band. Uh, not always. I mean, he's a lead singer, but he has never been Bruce Springsteen solo. He doesn't go out there without. Does he ever go out there with the Van Zant, Stevie Van Zant, and perform? Did he uh, go out with Clarence Clemens when he was not go out with him when he was alive? Uh, no. He put out two solo. Actually, one solo album in the eighties, yeah. two simultaneously in the nineties, and then there's. Like Ghost of Tom Joad is a yeah. solo was record. Was it Nebraska? Was there one? Technically, that was... that's just him recording it at his yeah, house. Right. But uh, but yeah, he does have some solo records. But you're not getting this kind of musical. You know who will know though. It's yes. the guy we got coming. The up. great John Clark. He's going to join us here in a couple of minutes. Uh, we also have the NBA hypotheticals. Now this is how desperate people are to talk about basketball. We talk about horse, which is already desperate enough. Yeah, that's that's returning Thursday night on. ESPN. The semifinals, are, by the way, in horse, oh will God. be at 9 o'clock Eastern, and then the big finale at 11 o'clock 
So set your clocks. If you want to see the finals of the horse competition on ESPN, 11 p.m. Thursday night Eastern. But now, you know what the hypothetical is? Don't you have your is? bracket for the horse? No, I didn't. You I didn't thought it was fill all out a bracket? No, I didn't do a bracket. <laughs> but hypotheticals is the big tweet on a uh, trend on ESPN. You know what the hypotheticals are? Huh? What? If so-and-so had been drafted here instead of there. Oh. So <sighs> we're doing one of those things. It's like... We have nothing to talk about on Sports mm. Talk Radio. That's not so, a hypothetical. That's a if only. Yeah. Well, they're calling it hypotheticals. It just sounds different. Uh. It's basically, hey, what happened if Michael Jordan hadn't gone here? Or so a CP3 hadn't gone here? My head, if I listened to 10 seconds of that, my head would explode like the scene from Scanners. Remember the movie Scanners? <laughs> yes. Where the guy's head eventually just explodes? <laughs> If I ever had to do that on radio and somebody says, hey, you know what we're doing today, Tone? Let's do NBA hypotheticals, Harry. <laughs> what if? Oh, my God. I would love if, to be in that meeting. What if the Sixers had not taken Christian Velp from Germany with that pick and instead had taken so-and-so? <laughs> Remember I Christian Belt? I, I don't hate the NBA. <laughs> I can guarantee I I that the there hype. would be a Bruno rant if that <laughs> were to a ever Bruno rant? Oh. Oh, no, fine. in the meeting. If I had a dollar for every time I heard that <laughs> what? during, I, I, during I didn't, those meetings, it was great. No, it was when we were forced to talk about the Sixers when the tank was going on, and we couldn't mention they were tanking. I mean, imagine telling people, hey, don't talk about the tank, all right? We can't do that. Yeah. They're a partner. Oh. We can't. We can't say it's a. We tank. can't rip the tank. No, yeah. no ripping the tank here. We're all on board. How dare you even suggest that the tank is not good? Frank the tank was good. Right. The NBA tank, bad. And I don't care who does it. Mm-hmm. And obviously the commissioner cared, Adam Silver, because he put an end to that crap right away when he ran Sam Hinkie the hell out of this town. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that. We're going to play a little Springsteen for you today. We're not going to do a, like a three-hour set, but we'll find out from John Clark. We'll play the Springsteen video. And I'll, when we play the video, I'm going to ask you, who does it remind you of? Okay. When we watch Bruce Springsteen. And then we'll play uh, one of your favorites. What's your favorite Springsteen song, Harry? Um, I got a couple of them, actually. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of The Boss. How many shows have you been to, huh? I've only been to, like, a handful. A yeah, handful? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, I, only a handful. Yeah, only a handful. You know how many Bruce Springsteen shows I've ever been to? Zero. Well, you're, miss, you're missing out. I love Bruce Springsteen, but I'm not going to sit and listen to three hours. Why not? Because I don't sit and listen to anything for three hours, including myself. What about this show? I know. I don't <laughs> listen for three hours. I'm on it. And, and we have a sports gambling update. Yes, we do. Yeah. That's all still ahead. More of your calls coming up. It's What Up Wednesday. It's Tony and Harry. It's Sirius XM 211, the Dan Patrick Channel. <laughs> all right. If you had to choose, Tony, of the songs that I – you see in front of you, mm. what should I come back with? The one that's not about a car. Yeah. <laughs> no, I told you my two favorite songs. Um, my Thunder two fav- Road is good. I hate Thunder Road, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> this two, my two favorite Springsteen the songs River. are basically the same exact song, but with different lyrics. Okay. Badlands. Tunnel, Badlands. Tunnel of Love. I love Tunnel of Love. That's just because you had your first kiss in a Tunnel of Love. That's because you like the love tunnel. Yeah. And what's the other song that sounds just like <laughs> Tunnel of Love? It was another song. Love Tunnel. No, no, not Love Tunnel. <laughs> American Skin. No, no, oh. not that one. I don't want to hear any fringe Springsteen What about stuff. Badlands? That's They're a good okay. one. It's got a good, like, driving beat to it. I don't What's the song that there. sounds just like Tunnel of Love? I, I don't know. I don't know. You have to keep scrolling around. Uh, go My ahead. Hometown's Good, too. That one's kind of sad. 
Born in the USA, although that's not cool right now. Everybody likes China for some reason. Right, Nobody right, likes right. the USA anymore. Okay, we are. I think Springsteen maybe took that he'll out redo of his that. Yeah, <laughs> he'll redo the lyrics. Born in Beijing. Why can't I find Tunnel of Love? Hello. Dancing in the dark. Harry's favorite's Dancing in the Dark. <laughs> I should do Dancing in the Dark because that's the video that we have of John Clark, Dancing in the Dark. Oh, okay, let's do that. Uh, are we, and are we going to play the actual Good Morning America stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay. we'll come back right. and I'll say, Where's Bruce Springsteen made it official this morning on Good Morning America. We'll play the tape and then boom, bada book. Clarence Clemens is dead. Didn't yeah. he just die a couple years he ago? He died a couple years ago, yeah. Not born in East L.A. That wasn't a Springsteen story. That was a uh, Cheech, Cheech and Chong. Chong. Yeah, Cheech Chong. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> born in East you, L.A. I was. You have to have that really gravelly voice. Yeah. Okay. What I up, have... Sammy? <laughs> Streets of Philadelphia is depressing. Okay, so mm -hmm. when we come back, especially in real life, right now. Just yeah. really quick, when we come back, I will. Uh, after the station music, I will pot up Dancing in the Dark. And then as soon as that's done, before we bring on John Clark, you want to play the video. Okay, yeah. Okay. You feeling All me? Right, I got it. You feeling <coughs> me? Dean, come back with Led Zeppelin. <laughs> we did that with uh, Pharrell the yeah. other day. We played Pantera for the first time ever on the show. Mm. Don't yeah. get many requests and for Pantera. Metallica. Metallica. Born in the USA. Bradley was funny today. Though. Oh, yeah. He was really funny. He must be a hoot being as a teacher. Yeah. He would make things The odds that John Clark is at the airport right now, two to one. Huh? No, no, no <laughs> way. No, nobody's uh, traveling right now. He's five doors down from my door. We're going to play a little three doors down later on, too. Huh? He lives in the same yeah, development? Yeah, five, five doors down. I did yeah. not know that. Not three doors down here. No, no, no. We'll play a block of them, too, later on. Do they have three songs to play? <laughs> oh, jeez. That son of a bitch. Oh. Yeah. He's probably on the phone. Doesn't he know he's going on a national radio show? The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Ah, yes, indeed. You hear that pounding? That's not my head. That's an introduction. Robin, hit it right now, please. Where I came from and what that meant. What did it mean to my family? Where was I going? Where were we going together as a people? And, then, and what did it mean to be an American and to be a part of that story in this place and in this time? 
I wanted to be able to celebrate. Robert, why are you playing the Bruce beauty? Springsteen on Broadway version? I, I just wanted the damn song, I not the live version from his Broadway show. I I Wait, I gotta give her one. Oh, oh, I gotta get one of those. What do we do? All break. We set this up. She says, I'm gonna play Bruce Springsteen yeah. this is dancing in the dark, not the introduction where he sounds like he's <sighs> stoned and he has no voice. Cheapers, what, what Rob. What does it mean what to be in America? It was I thought that was unintentional. A, I thought that was George Smith, George C. Scott and Pat right. when, I, when I first started hearing Jesus. it. Remember the scene where George okay, C. C. Scott comes out? There we go. There we go. Where's Courtney Cox? Is she out there? Yeah. That's better. This, this is, is kind song. of a lame song. It is. To be honest with you. It's a lame video, too. Yeah. You know you who really loves moves? this song? Who? John Clark. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I no. think John Clark from NBC Sports Philly was actually on the stage. Oh, no, no, no. The last time Bruce no. was in town, and he was there at his, what, 500th consecutive have, Springsteen concert. John goes have, deep tracks, man. He, I mean. I have a video of John Clark that he probably is not too happy about that I have. Well, everybody's seen it. Well, everybody's got it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure that he doesn't like the fact that we keep reminding can you, people Can you slowly it. transition into the yes, Bruce, I'm gonna, into, into John before we bring well, him I'm on? He's gonna, on the line. So it's, it's, the audio is bad. The video is bad. Anybody that's on Twitch right now should be able to see this, but this is John Clark not realizing he's on video. He's like in the third row. But what is playing right now is Dancing in the Dark. And he is. Oh, he's doing the old rock oh, yeah. thing with the hand around the ear well, and then Hulk going Hogan. like this. Oh, Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan, that's yeah, right. He is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. totally he into it. Do this and then put the hand, cup it up to his ear. Exactly. I it's hate like to do it. Alan to Iverson used to do that. Exactly right. Yeah. And I, I'm. This is not. I'm not the first person who's saying this, watching this video. But he does prove that white men can't dance. Oh, this stop! Is, <laughs> now, you're having him what on are as you a doing? guest. You're ripping the guy. We have to say he's nice enough to, to not go to the airport today, so he can be on our show in our second week of broadcasting. I'm here. just kidding. He looks like he's having fun, and he that's can, the way it should he be. He can dance on a tennis court. I can tell you that. Damn yeah. Right. Let's bring in John Clark after we just ripped the poor guy. John, I apologize on behalf of Miss Robin and everybody out there who takes gratuitous cheap shots at you, like Harry Mays, who's a neighbor of yours, and all of those other idiots out there in the world who just don't know how to treat somebody the right way. I think I have other things to do now. What a welcome. <laughs> Told you. Wow, this is old news. Jesus, it's fake news too. Well, it's not fake news. You were really there, John. I mean, that wasn't a that wasn't a heavily edited video. You were having fun. How many Bruce Springsteen shows have you been to? Seriously, I have been to about thirty. And look, my excuse for that, first of all, I'm, I'm six foot five, so you know, tall guys can't dance. That's the main thing. Um, as, as you've seen at every NBA team's championship parade. I mean, remember. Uh, Mark Madsen, yeah. Pat Riley, trying yeah. to dance at those parades. I mean, I'm right in their boat. Uh, but this is a lesson. Uh, don't go too strong with the tailgating before the concert. This exactly. is what happened. Now, what made you? Ch what channeled you doing your, uh, your Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan ear thing? Now, see, here's the thing. You can't see anybody else in the video that's with me who are like five foot three because they're hidden behind other people. And they were doing, like, the fist bump and the Hulk Hogan ear thing, and I was just following along. So okay. being 6'5", I get sold out to everybody. Exactly. Yeah, you kind of stick out in a yeah. crowd. Yeah, not good in this case. <laughs> the great John Clark. And John, you know we're having fun. You know we love you, man. I mean, come on. I know Harry. I mean, you and Harry actually, like, live 
right next to each other, right? Chatting with him the other day in the driveway. Wait a minute. You guys were having contact? No, we were, were you six, six feet, feet we apart? Were, no, John made sure to stay at least Did John six. lay down and then make a mark from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, and that's how far <laughs> away you had to be? He was at least 10 feet away. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. I yeah. mean, I, I didn't come off my driveway. We're, right. we're quarantine, uh, we're, you know, we're quarantine partners in this neighborhood. We, we're we're uh, abiding by the law. We respect boundaries, Tony. Exactly. Now, before let's let's play because we're not going to make this all about the Springsteen because there is some baseball news that John was talking about right. yesterday on his Instagram free feed about what the Phillies are doing and all baseball teams, not all of them, but many of the teams are doing. There we go again. That is bizarro. That is bizarre, man. That just started happening this week. Yeah, that's like never... all of a sudden, right in the middle of a phone call. Man, it's like somebody shoots a an electronic arrow right through our phone box. Is he still there? Yeah, he's still there. What it's is going on back very there? This strange. is weird. Do we have a bad box? <laughs> John, but we're not going to keep talking about Springsteen because I want to talk about the Philly story that you had yesterday and what's going on around. And also this, uh, this other Jersey for Jersey thing, which is the Springsteen thing, which ABC is going to have. I know you work for NBC, but this is going to be on as a charity thing. But this is Springsteen this morning on Good Morning America. I don't know if you saw this, but a lot of people are, are, are figuring out who does Springsteen remind them of when you watch this video. Let's go to the tape, Robin. Yes, Bruce Springsteen, the New Jersey native, has done so much work in his home state to help those in need. And now he's gathered up some of his famous and talented neighbors from the Garden State to launch the New Jersey Pandemic Relief Fund for those affected in the state. Well, Bruce is giving us an exclusive video update on the efforts and sharing some big news. Take a look. New Jersey has been hit especially hard by the coronavirus pandemic. And the people of New Jersey have always stepped up during difficult times. That's why I'm pleased to announce that on April 22nd, I hope you'll join me, John Bon Jovi, Tony Bennett, John Stewart, Whoopi Goldberg, Charlie Puth, SZA, Saquon Barkley, Danny DeVito, Chelsea Handler, and many more for this special event. The event is called Jersey for Jersey. And the proceeds will go to the New Jersey Pandemic Relief Fund. This is our effort to do everything we can for our folks here in the Garden State. And I hope you'll join us. There he is, the boss. Now, John, I don't know if you saw that video, but the first thing I thought of, and again, we're all getting older. We're about the same age, Springsteen and I, so I get the getting older thing. And when he gets up on stage, he still looks great. He doesn't wear the glasses. But I'm thinking Stevie Van Zandt and Springsteen, in a reboot of The Sopranos, sitting in a pizza shop somewhere. He looks a little bit like modern-day De Niro. He looks like James Caan to me. Yeah. I was thinking Jimmy Caan. Now, are you going to watch that and contribute, John, on that that event? Uh, It's uh, next Wednesday, which is Earth Day, by the way, that concert at 7 o'clock on ABC. Hey, look, anything the boss does, uh, I I support. I won't be dancing the same way uh, for the concert, but... Um, when, when he was naming all the Jersey people, and it's usually the same cast of characters for Jersey, but I was waiting uh, for them to mention Joe Piscopo. What they don't they don't include him anymore? Nah, he's a, he's a right winger. They don't want any of those people out there. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's fantastic. The boss always steps up um, in, in Jersey. Anytime they can raise money in Jersey, it's usually Bruce getting that together. And then yep. here in Philly, we've got Sixers part owner Michael Rubin mm-hmm. with his amazing. All-in challenge, and they've raised, I think, four and a half million dollars so far for for feeding people who need food. 
Yeah, the allinchallenge.com is the site, and we're seeing not just athletes here in Philly do it. You know, uh, we saw uh, uh, Zach Ertz and his wife, and so every, pretty much every athlete now is involved in this. Tell us about it, John, because more and more people are hearing about it. Allinchallenge.com, and as you mentioned, Michael Rubin, one of the Sixers owners, multi-billionaire, he's getting involved. So many people are getting involved. Tell us about uh, what you've learned here from the local angle. Well, it, it's great. Uh, I was talking to Michael Rubin about it last night for our uh, NBC 10 News and NBC Sports Philadelphia, and it started with Ben Simmons. Then he went to Jeff Laurie. He basically went to all of his sports contacts here in Philadelphia, and how cool Jeff Laurie is auctioning off basically an Eagles fan coming to training camp and teaching the team a play that they come up with, and they will run that play, allow him to call that play in an Eagles preseason game. So that's pretty cool. It's almost like they're coming up with something that would be like a kid's dream to do, like playing horse with Magic Johnson or a three-on-three with Shaq. And I'm looking today, Nick Foles is now challenging Doug Peterson. They've got Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro saying you could be, you know, in their movie, have a quick part in their movie. Uh, Justin Bieber is going to fly to some fan's house and sing a song. So I really think it's a great idea because a lot of times you're just asking people to donate money. Mm -hmm. This is like athletes, entertainers around the country they're going to do something and give away something that a lot of people think is really cool. I mean, like, I think you could auction off, go on to do a show uh, for a day with Tony Bruno and Harry Mays. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, you're right. We've done yeah. that at local radio stations before, you know, the, the one-day uh, radiothons mm -hmm. where you get to sit in in the studio or we'll come to your house and broadcast. So you're absolutely right, John. This is an incredible idea, especially with you know, people of this magnitude and the stuff that they're going to do that they can never buy. It's, these are things you can't pay for and do. And I yeah, think that's what makes it much more, uh, you know, accessible because you know, times are tough for people. And a lot of people are asking for financial help. But I think when you look at this, and especially for, for sports fans who want something, something to entertain them and feel important about, I think this is a tremendous, tremendous idea. Yeah, I mean, you could go golf. Like, this is for Harry. You could go golf in a foursome with Peyton Manning and then go hang and have dinner with him. So, yeah. I mean, come on. That would be pretty cool. Does he get to go in the trailer and sing the Nationwide is on your side uh, jingle, though? <laughs> Maybe you could be in the next nationwide commercial. At uh, follow John on Instagram at uh, let's see, where, I just lost it now. John Clark NBC, I believe. Is that right, John? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and Clark, also J Clark NBCS on Twitter. He's a beast on Instagram and Twitter. No, he is. I remember yeah. when John was like asking me about Instagram, and now he's blowing me away on all these social media. Well, he's a good-looking guy, and he's six-five. You know, I, I'm I a battered you. performer, Harry. <laughs> I appreciate you teaching me everything you know. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, John, the, the, uh, the other thing, which is a really big story off the field, is teams now getting involved with testing their employees and making sure that when this thing eventually subsides and people can go back to games and stuff, that we know that all the employees are safe. We're going to know the players and the managers and all the people on the field are safe. But the fans, when they go back, the employees, the people who are serving beer and hot dogs and everybody else involved in the parking lot, so on and so forth. You had this yesterday about what these employees are doing now, and the Phillies are one of the teams that are involved in this, but a lot of other teams are doing it as well. Yeah, it's really interesting because right now researchers need to have antibody testing research and studies done to see, like, okay, who has had the coronavirus, who hasn't? Some people have had it and don't even know. So, so they basically reached out to all kinds of organizations that could provide thousands and thousands of people 
and not just in one area, but all over the country, so in different geographical regions. And they want to be able to figure out, like, what's the true in infection rate in our country of the virus. So baseball was the quickest and the first to respond, and they said, hey, we can provide you with 10,000 people to be tested. So there's a lot of players on different teams, executives and employees of all these teams, and Jim Salisbury says it's like 300 people with the Phillies who have taken the test, and it's real easy. It's like a prick on your, on your uh, finger, and you get the blood, and you do the test. Um, and so what this is doing is it's, it's helping the research so that they can find out what the real infection rate is um, and then hopefully develop the antibodies and get the antibodies from people who have had the coronavirus and are immune now and get those antibodies to people who are fighting coronavirus. So it's cool that baseball was able to step up uh, because they have, they have so many people that can do it. Um, and they actually say that this has really nothing to do with them being able to get back to playing baseball, but uh, it's cool to see sports stepping up and doing everything they possibly can to help out here. Hey, John, where do you stand on sports returning sooner than later? Are you more on the optimistic side, or are you still uh, you know, sort of uh, freaked out about some of the things you read where they, they're saying maybe sports you know, doesn't come back for 18 months? Where are you on that? Well, I'm just like you. I mean, I have ups and downs, like when you see different researchers and medical experts saying, you know, uh, that we're going to have to uh, isolate and, and practice social distancing for like the next year and a half and things like that. So, yeah, you, you have mood swings. Um, but then when you hear Dr. Fauci say that he does believe that sports can come back sometime maybe in the summer, but there will be no fans and that you have to have these guys tested every week, uh, and, and they would have to be in hotels that are really close to where they're playing. Um, so in my opinion, just from what I'm seeing and reading, I think they really will have to do a bubble city type of situation because, you know, on one hand you've got the mayor of L.A. saying they're not going to have any live sports or concerts until sometime next year because of the situation they're in. So. When you have these leagues and you have teams in different cities, some of them are going to be under different mandates and orders, and you're not going to be able to get all 30 or 32 teams in these leagues to you know, be under the same mandate. Like Some are still going to be in stay-at-home orders. Some are going to be able to kind of get out in society. So I do think the best idea is a bubble city type of situation, but then you have guys like Mike Trout, Zach Wheeler, and some other guys who say, well, my wife is pregnant, and she's due to give birth in July and August. There's no way I'm going to miss that. So if they're to leave and go be there for the birth, then they'd have to be quarantined for a couple weeks. So it's really going to be the players who have to sign off on this in the end. No doubt about it. And then we're hearing the numbers that the players, if the players don't play, there's no baseball season, the guaranteed contract guys, or most of them, will get 4% of their salary, which, wow. you know, for most people is a lot. But they want to play. There's no doubt about it. But if they don't play, they're still going to make some money. But the bottom line is the television contracts are so huge and the radio contracts and all the advertising revenue is still going to be there if they play in empty stadiums. So that's what's making this really tempting for the major leagues to want to do this idea in Arizona. We're going to talk with Jason Stark next hour, John, to find out more of the latest as he's on top of it. We're writing for The Athletic. But we appreciate yeah. you coming on, man. Really, really good stuff. And so the thing about one last thing, and then that about the testing that you were talking about, I know that's not going to determine when they reopen, but it just shows for all the people who are naysayers and talking about 18 months, we won't have any sports for that. 
there are people doing things every day now so that when that day comes, when this sport or this team or this business or this restaurant or this state or this city can open, they're not just going to say, well, well what are we going to do now? You've got to plan now for what's going to happen in the future when it comes to reopening not just the country but individual businesses so people can go back to work and do what they're doing. You're, you're exactly right. And every day they're, they're coming up with ideas. And the, the thing that I have come to grips with, and it's a really tough thing, um, is that you're probably going to see, whether it's the Phillies, Sixers, or Flyers, and most likely the Eagles, you know, there's not going to be any fans when these sports come back, uh, when they come back for now. And if there's an Eagles game at Lincoln Financial Field or wherever it is, and there's no tailgating outside and no fans, that is going to be something that we will never forget and we will probably never see again after the coronavirus pandemic is, is cleared up. I mean, this is, this is something that we will never see again, and, and I never thought I would see, but it may be the only way to broadcast sports on TV in this calendar year, in this year. So it's something that we're going to have to live with, but I would rather have the ability to watch live sports again uh, and, and sacrifice having fans there because you can't open up these stadiums and these arenas for 20,000 people or more without testing and without a vaccine because if one person gets it and spreads it, it starts all over again. I hear you, John. I don't know whether the 18 thing – listen, I, I get that we need a vaccine, but I don't think we – again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an epidemiologist. I just think that the whole we have to wait 18 months thing, it, the country will not survive 18 months. And I don't think we need a vaccine because there are other diseases where we don't have cures or vaccines and people go about their everyday business. So I think the sure, vaccine sure. thing is important, certainly, yeah. but I don't think yeah. it's the end all be all when you're looking at how this country has been completely devastated in a couple of months. Imagine going through the summer, oh. through the winter, through next year, yeah. you know, going deep into 2021. I mean, that would just be a disaster. Then think about yeah. all, the, all the mental health issues that people We already have a lot of I know, that. I know. Even before this started. Yeah, yeah just listening to this show. <laughs> exactly. Thank <laughs> you, John. That, you know, listen, you, we, you, know, you're, you, you get the, the free cheap shot because I think Harry and, and Robin especially. I did nothing. Robin and Harry especially have been super harsh to you, man, and I don't stand for that stuff. You know it's that, unbelievable. John. Thank you. I'm, 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 uh, I'm glad somebody is on my side here. I, I, was, I was sitting on hold, and I hear like a one-minute dissertation about my, uh, my ugly dancing. That was Harry. Video. That was Robin. Oh, no, that was Robin. That's right. I didn't say ugly. Boy, look at how you dime each other out yep. right away. Hey, I, I, I throw people under the bus hey, I in learned two from, seconds. I, I learned from Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti. Snitches get rewards. <laughs> Not stitches anymore. Now snitches get rewards. At John Clark NBC on Instagram. Instagram. I think I'm going to be baking some apology muffins again <laughs> yeah, sometime soon. You Thank you, oh, John. I love it. I love it. I could use some muffins. Thank you. Thank you, John. There he is. The great. Let's give him a roaring round of applause now. <laughs> I can't believe you ripped him like that. What's wrong with you, Robin? What is wrong? What has come over you? You're the positive beacon of light on this show, and now you become a nattering nabob of negativity, oh. to quote the great Spiro Agnew, former vice president yep. back in the day. Tom Looney used to do that, too, in his updates. What, the nattering, nattering nabob of Sydney? negativity? Yeah. Remember that? That was yeah. a Spiro Agnew line back in the Nixon Agnew days. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, that's just, when you've been around a long time, you learn these things, and you remember great, great. Nobody uses that enough anymore. No. 
nattering. You know what though? I wasn't I wasn't like negative. I was more of the you know how like a mother loves to point out their a mother points out that their six foot five son is a dork. No, no, no. Is that, that what they, the mother they, does? Their kids, wow. you know, they 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 pull out the the naked pictures of their kids to show their girlfriend or boyfriend. You've got naked pictures of John? No. A few, You're but, talking but about baby pictures. But baby oh, pictures, oh. you know. So it's kind of that same idea. It's like, oh, isn't this cute? It's not like, oh, he, look at how horrible he's dancing. Mm. But look how cute he and adorable he is. I'm not that, I don't. That doesn't sound it. No, that, that has that, nothing. That, that's, right. that's, that's one of the lamest trying. excuses wow. I've heard. <laughs> wow. That's that's one of the worst excuses I've heard since the last coronavirus task force. Oh, man. Jeez. I tried. All right, enough of that. Meanwhile, so the Jersey for Jersey. We didn't play uh, my Springsteen song, though, Robin. Did you see that that thing said Springsteen on Broadway when you pulled that up? It actually didn't. Yes, it did. The whole screen said Springsteen on Broadway. Once I pulled it up on YouTube, yes, but I was. Damn YouTube. They should get rid of that thing. It's just an absolute bane to our existence. Give me my little, give me another Springsteen song that I asked. You asked me for a, I want to hear, what's the song you requested, Aaron? Going out to our break before we come back. And take calls. By the way, the phone lines are open. Well, you said Born in the USA. No, no, we can't do that now. Yo, Tunnel of Love is the one you yeah, really originally wanted. Can you find that one? I can find that one. I requested Badlands, but you know. Badlands? Yeah. Of North Dakota or South Dakota? <laughs> Badlands is in South Dakota. I know it is. I've, I've been there. I've been there yeah. too. It's beautiful I rode, country uh, out there. I rode my motorcycle through there. Did you go out to uh, Burning Man? No, I went to Sturgis. They're gonna, yeah, oh, the Sturgis nice. bike yeah. rally. Yeah. I had friends who used I've never been to Sturgis, but I had friends who would go every summer to Sturgis. Now, do you mm-hmm. have, like, the, the chaps and everything that you wear? Assless well, I chaps? did back when, yeah, I had the bike. I, I don't have, have the bike anymore. Did you have, what did you have? Did you have a... Uh, I had a lowrider Harley. Oh, man. You didn't have the soft tail? No. This, uh, this... But there was a lot of soft tail there once well, you got there. Well, there was, yeah. yeah. There's I actually definitely brought... a lot of soft tail. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. This There's another tough. song... I just like the, the production in this song. Such a great sound. Listen to that. Strumming my car here. This was actually like late 80s, I think. Tunnel of Love came out in. Batman sitting on a little stool takes money from my hand. By the way, Harry Sturgis crotchless chaps are actually on eBay right now, if anyone's interested. They are? Yes. How much? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have a tunnel of love story, Tony? Everybody has a tunnel of love story. I do not. I Mine do not. is at Willow Grove Park. Oh, I yeah. I used to go there as a kid. Yeah, this is 1987. Yeah. But that was way before spring. I was this. I was. I was doing tunnel of love long before oh, spring. I know, yeah. No, I, re- I know that your childhood friend Buddy told yes. about because he was sitting behind you. Well, who did when you were a kid? You're, you know, you go to a class trip to a local amusement park, wherever yeah. it may be. This one was Willow Grove. And the school buses would take you there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there'd be a couple of girls in different classes in your school that you would see. Mm-hmm. And then you'd say, hey, let's go on the Tunnel of Love. Yeah. And, you know, and you go on the Tunnel of Love and you make out. Well, you throw out maybe eight or ten invitations hoping to get one, exactly. you know, to agree. And then eventually, yeah. by the end of the day, and there's no alcohol because we weren't drinking and doing drugs and, you know, having orgies like kids nowadays do, mm-hmm. nowadays when they're in elementary school. We were just pretty much straight-laced, good Catholic kids. Right. With now, nuns watching us as we went into the Tunnel of Love. But the nuns never went into the Tunnel of Love. No. So we could do whatever the hell we want once we got inside and it got dark. You know what I'm saying? Now, Dire Straits also has a great song, Tunnel of Love. They do? I don't yeah. know that one. Oh, yeah. It's great knowledge, Harry. 
215-462-TONY is the number. 215-462-8669. We got a lot of stuff on the table today. Jason Stark's going to be on the table next hour. We're going to talk baseball with him from The Athletic and all other kinds of good stuff. So call us at 215-462-8669. That's the number. We'll get an update on our poll question of the day right. involving the Cleveland Browns, Harry. I even answered it. As you go on, go on my yeah. Twitter page, at Tony Bruno Show. You can vote on the poll. The results will be final, and they will be sent to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for, for verification and validation. Stick around. We're coming right back. Tony Bruno, Sirius XM 211 with Harry Mays. God, that was beautiful. How nicely coordinated. Beautiful. Uh, new message. <clears throat> okay, Joseph Jenkins, if you are listening, um, which I think I'm pretty sure you are, I do not know what is going on. Every single time I change the uh, the little uh, media for to try to get rid of this stupid zombie, what and then zombie? it defaults back again. What zombie? Um, the follow the bits and everything oh. is de the default is the zombie character, and I change it to the new ones that uh, he provided for us. He made them those little gifts that show up with you making it rain and you and uh, Harry um, as the fawns and little fawns and me dancing. I put them in there, and then five minutes later, it defaults back. I do not know why. <clears throat> TMCD215, no selfies in the tunnel, Tony? Selfies. Nobody had cameras back then. No. We had Polaroids. We used to use, <laughs> use that at home. They didn't work in the tunnel of love. No, you need the light. You need the yeah, flash. You need those little square, those square bulbs. No, that, they didn't have those on, uh, on, on, uh, on, on Polaroids. Polaroids. Yeah, they did. No, they were on the Kodaks, man. Oh, the Polaroid had like a strip. Yeah, that's right. And then as soon as you took it, then it went. Psh, yeah. Yep. Seahorn four one one five seven eight wants to know who rode bitch with Harry when you were riding. Um, I can't give out names. <laughs> but this was a while ago, right? Worked at an establishment in Philadelphia. I uh -huh. saw. Yeah. Uh. Oh, and then he follows us up with what was his name. Oh, Bob. Yeah. okay. Whatever. By the way, did you see what they did in, uh, in Paris today? No. The great bell chimed Wednesday evening at Notre Dame Cathedral. The Notre Dame. The, it was the one-year anniversary of the disastrous fire. So it was only one year. It seems like two years ago, doesn't it? So they, they rang wow. the bell. No, they didn't have uh, Pat Croce go out there. or uh, Joel Embiid was not there for the ringing of the bell, Harry. Jack in the back, 88. Thanks for the pole reference. I miss pole dancers. <laughs> Stripper. No twerking. In the, no twerking was not a thing back then either. Of course mm -hmm. not, man. We're talking about the 60s. No. <clears throat> Kevin, okay. Kevin Cookie is admiring your uh, quarter zip, Harry. Oh, yeah. So we have uh, uh, Fauci audio. Yes, yes, we do. 
And I, I still have a sports gambling update. Okay. Do you want to do the Fauci audio in this before so, coming? Well, we have, we have calls. To Tony. We got to do calls. Who do we have? Who do we got? Ah. Oh, jeez. Um, we have, uh, but let's do, let's do um, the, either the gambling update or um, the Fauci thing in this little break. Before the top of the hour. Before the top of the hour. Tony? Okay. Yeah. So we're going to fade Fauci. If you're going to pop, if you want Vince, I would take him at 55.30 and you'll have the music in 45 seconds. Well, we'll see. Yeah, well, I think we should do it. We should do the update now. Otherwise, yeah, we might not I'm have saying, a chance. I'm saying if you want him, right. put him there. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Another fun what up Wednesday here in the exclusive wine cellar. We need a we need an official wine sponsor for the wine cellar. We had one years ago. Yeah. But now we need a new wine sponsor. Because the wine cellar has to be sponsored by a wine. I agree. Right? We had a wine, almost a wine disaster at the home last night. What oh, happened? No. Is well, this breaking news? Well, not really, but anything that's uh, break everything's breaking news in the show. Come As on. we run out of uh, supply yes. for both vodka and wine. Provisions, we like to call Yeah, them. provisions. Uh, the lean, We were getting desperate. So on the supermarket trip yesterday, she picked up a box wine thing. Like oh, a, they were a still there. Box. They were still Everything there. Everything sold out in right. ours. All the, all the bottles are sold out, but they had these a couple of box wine. Here in South Philly and the Acme's, they, the, bo- the boxes are the first yeah. things to go because they <laughs> hold three <laughs> bottles of wine. Right. It's, it, there's a lot in there. Yeah. Three right. bottles in that bait. And it was a Merlot, and it was a black box. I think oh, it was those called are, yeah, black, black box. box. Those yeah. aren't bad. Those there's are black nice. box. There's Boda box. There's a couple of them. So she brought that home, and after imbibing in some of her other product, attempted to open it. That's the bottom. You got to pull the the, 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 the tab. Little, right. You got to push the cardboard in and then pull out pull the right. out the little right. the little right. dr- so like a little tap. Yeah. Correct. It's a rubber tap because it's in a rubber encased in a in a plastic air, yeah. bag it's so that there's tight. no air gets in there. Right. Well, rather than ask me to help her get through the cardboard, she was having trouble with punching her finger through right. there. She got a knife. <gasps> no. No. And, oh, and no. stuck the knife in just a what she thought was a very like little bit. Punctured the bag. Oh. The bag. Oh, the bag no. was punctured. So, wow. Yes. So then she drained the whole entire quantity of yes. wine. That's three bottles. Into a pitcher. Like we have this giant pitcher that mm. we had, you know, empty in the yeah. shelf. So now we have a pitcher full of wine with a top on it, and she taped like the the uh, opener uh-huh. of the pitcher, you know, as you open yes, it up. Yes, yes. So now we, <laughs> we've got That's not going to hold up, Harry. I don't know. I think we're going to have to drink that You tonight. better drink that, I would say, within the next 12 hours. I, I, I you agree. better have that baby tapped you out. Can, that's, it's, it's, it's been uh, aerated now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got, that's the thing about those box wines because there's no air in there. Right. That's how you can keep pouring it without it going bad. Yeah. It's an outrage. It, I'm telling you. That's a disaster, it's, Harry. Yeah. Those box wines are the only time we ever have leftover wine. Yeah. I never knew what that you might was. might have to give her one of those, Tom. Yeah. yeah. Let me yeah, give, let me give the Lima one of these. Yeah. He, she does. You Even know, I would give her one. You know, the motto to the show is, oh, what's in the box? Exactly. Wine was in the box, and now it's no longer there. Right. All right Dr. Anthony Fauci, or as yeah. I call myself, Dr. Tony. He's Grouchy. Dr. Tony Fauci. I'm Dr. Tony Grouchy. 
He was asked about uh, when will sports come back. Mm-hmm. Like he knows when sports are coming back or when uh, Pass Young Avenue is going to be open. He doesn't. He's just giving based, uh, estimates based on what he knows. Right. He's a doctor. He's not an economist. He's not anything else other than a guy that people trust because he's a smart guy. Now, this was on YouTube. Um, this, this, this guy goes on every show. Audio. He was on with uh, Snapchat. Peter Hamby. Have you heard of this guy? No. He's yeah. on everywhere, though. The guy goes, yeah. he's on Barstool. He's going on, every, he's going on every show. Right. That anybody asks him to go on, he goes on. So this is what he said about sports returning uh, to America. We've abbreviated baseball season this summer. College football will start in late August. NFL right after that. Do you think those sports seasons are in jeopardy? Are we going to have college football this fall? There's a way of doing that. Nobody comes to the stadium. Put them in big hotels, you know, wherever you want to play. Keep them very well surveilled, and namely a, a surveillance, but have them tested like every week and make sure they don't wind up infecting each other or their family and just let them play the season out. I mean, people say, well, you know, you, you, you can't play without spectators. Well, I think you'd probably get enough buy-in from people who are dying to see a baseball game particularly me i'm living in washington we have the world champion washington nationals you know i want to see them play again come back tomorrow for more of our hey everybody hey peter hey i like the dance track in the background got a good beat you can dance with i give it a 65 now the last thing that he said there where everybody is so thirsty for sports to come back they don't care if it comes back with nobody in the stand yeah, you're sitting at home watching i agree with that but he kind of made it seem glossed over made it seem like it was pretty easy yeah, yeah. And this is I mean? a guy who's been erring on the side of caution right more so than yeah you know we can do it and but the, the problem is... His is the same guy who said that we should probably never shake hands with each other ever exactly. again. Well, he said that like a week ago, yeah. right? And but listen, all- I don't want to knock him or the doctors or the scientists, but all of these people are still using estimations mm-hmm. and pro- projections yeah. and information that's been totally inaccurate. Right. So it's not just one person or China or Trump. Everybody has bad information. And when you have a story of this magnitude where it changes hourly, mm-hmm. forget about it. It was last week's news. It was yesterday's news in many cases, a lot of this stuff. Well, think about it. In late January, he was saying that Americans have nothing to worry about. Exactly. And then even in late February, he said there's nothing to worry about. Two weeks later, the mm-hmm. entire country changed. I told you the story about you know? The, 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 you know, President Xi in China, according yeah. to an Associated Press story, that he was serving 3,000 people a big banquet meal in downtown Wuhan, as they started the Lunar New Year, you know, the Chinese mm-hmm. New Year, and it was it was January 17th. No, I'm sorry, January 14th. He had all these people eating in the public square, 3,000 of them, wow. and then waited seven days on January 20th before he let the world know that the pan- pandemic was underway. They didn't call it a pandemic, but that the f- Wuhan flu, the virus, was spreading. And at that point... Imagine how many people. You get 3,000, and those people make contact. And that's how it blew right. up. And then the United States didn't know about it until right around that time when Trump then said we're going to have a travel ban from China. Right. And so I'm not here just lapdogging for Trump, but he had the same information everybody else did. And the doctors who had the information ahead of everybody else got it wrong. And so that's why this is a hard story to follow every day. That's why you can't sit around and watch cable news 24 hours a day or your head's going to explode. Just relax. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But for some, for some reason, I mean, hearing him say that makes me feel good. Yeah, because we want to listen to people who know what they're talking about, doctors, epidemiologists, 
professors, scientists. Even though he hasn't gotten everything right, it makes me feel no, good. No, but he's, he's giving you the honest information that he has yeah, at right, the time. Right. And that's what people don't want to – they want tomorrow's question answered now. They want to blame everybody. And they want to hold you to whatever you said maybe a week ago when a week ago there was information that was different. By the way, I have some breaking uh, galactical news right now. You know what? I'm a big science guy. And on my uh, Twitter stream, at Tony Bruno Show, Cecily Tynan, who's a local meteorologist oh, here yeah. in Philadelphia at the ABC station, before dawn tomorrow morning, so if you're getting up real early, you're on the dawn patrol, mm -hmm. you look to the southeast sky, and you know what you'll be able to see tonight with clear skies, and they're clear right now if you're on the eastern seaboard here? What planets? You'll be able to see not one, not two, three planets at the same time. Wow. You know, there's only one thing better than... Three planets at the same time, Harry. You know what that is, <laughs> exactly don't you? Exactly right. Do you know what that is? Yes, I do. Chicks at the same time, man. How many? Two chicks at the same time. Or three planets. So you'll be able to see Mars, Saturn, and Jupiter. No Uranus tonight. You're on your own for that. But Mars, Saturn, <laughs> and Jupiter. You know how to get I mean, Uranus. Come on. Come no, on. He, he put it on his own T for himself. <laughs> Thank you. No, if you, you can see Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn if you're looking southeast toward dawn tomorrow morning. Okay. So you so, need a southeast exposure yes, for this. You do, yeah. well, and here's, here's another little and tidbit. And the moon, too. That's four. Wow. Don't count the moon as a planet, bit. though, because Be it's a moon. Well, because we of all these, uh, everybody quarantining, there's not as much smog in the yeah, air. Yeah, that's right. So you are probably going to be able to see the yes, night sky right. as long as there's no clouds. But the night sky is much clearer than it normally yeah, is. Yeah, in all the cities all of the world, everywhere. you're noticing everything. It was so clear one night. You could see the matrix if you looked up in space. Hmm. <laughs> we had that big moon last. What was that moon last week that we had that came out? It was, they called it a super the moon's moon? moon's over Miami. No, that was at Denny's, was I think they had Was it super moon or something? Yeah, this, every once. Oh, this is, the, this is the last time we'll see this moon yeah. for 100 years. And then a month later, this is the last time we'll see this moon right. for another generation. <laughs> but no, you'll be able to see Mars, Saturn, and Jupiter. And you'll even be able to see the ring around Saturn. Hmm. Oh, wow. wow. about that? Looks like I picked a bad year to hawk my... Uh, my Your telescope, telescope. <laughs> which I never use to look at planets. No, I you were using at, that for other things. Looking at women in different apartment buildings, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And who hasn't? Let's God. be honest. I mean, seriously. Coming up in the next hour, <laughs> Jason Stark's going to join us. We'll have more fun because Jason is obviously locked in. Mm -hmm. Writes for The Athletic, one of the best baseball writers in America. Is he in the Hall of Fame yet? Uh, I think he is. I think he's in the yeah, Baseball Hall is. of Fame. You don't get Hall of Famers on the show very often. We should know that. We had Lisa Ann on. I guess she was the closest uh, to a Hall of Famer we've had on recently. Yeah, ABN hey. Hall of Fame, whatever. <laughs> we had sad Hall of Famer news today. Yes. Green Bay Packer legend, defensive end Willie Davis, started all five Lombardi Super Bowls, dead at the age of 85. So the great Willie Davis has left us. He was suffering from a kidney. Kidney failure for a while, so. Stick around. We're coming right back. Yeah, Jason went in last year. Yep. The J.G. Taylor Spink Award. Yes. By the way, mm -hmm. the night starts with Venus and, uh, and uh, Mercury. Yep. No, you know what Venus I see all the time? I see Not all the time. The space I'll, station. The, the International Space Station. When I was down, at, when I was down in, in Delaware at my son's house a couple weeks, week before the, the whole thing started, I went outside and I was getting in his driveway. And you could see everything in Delaware. There's no, there's no lights. He lives in the middle of nowhere. And you look up in the sky, you know, when you're in a, in a place of... No, you can see it doesn't really move that. Even though it's moving fast, 
you know, because I've said it to Robin, that's the International Space Station. She says, no, it's an airplane. And if you sit there and watch it, you can see the, you can see like the, the, uh, the, the solar panels right. because it's really bright. It looks like an airplane, but it's not because there's no flashing lights on it. Yeah. And, and so I went and I said, Chris, do me a favor when you go in because I'm on my phone and I'm driving and I'm not going to be looking at the night sky. I said, check that out. I bet you that's the International Space Station. When I got home, he called me and he said, yep. I looked it up. It went right over. Well, it went right over Delaware. The, the pink moon. That's right. Not the pink pussy. How many cat. different? They have they have different colors. They have the red moon. Mm-hmm. They have blue moon, of course. The blue moon, of course. They have they have pink moon. Um. Pink moon. Should I come back with it? Oh. No. Okay. We need upbeat numbers here. We don't want any of those down tempo numbers like coming out of Dead Dog Dedications. I love Moon River. Moon River. We did a whole moon show once. Warren Moon came on that day. We did a lot of moon stuff. Sung Young, uh, Reverend Sung Young Moon came on. You're right. Moon Zappet. Moon Zappa. Moon Unit Zappa came on that night. And Moon, he, he, uh, Reverend Moon. Married yeah. everybody that was listening. Yeah, Reverend Sun Young Moon. No relation to the uh, the come of some young guy who was on. Uh, Mickey Delaney says Robin Jose has a post about a Blue Jay player that died. Who has the post? What? Jose. I don't know. Let me check it out. John Blue Moon Odom, the great At Oakland Raider, oh, yeah. Oakland A. Early seventies. Remember, big John Blue Moon Odom. Yeah. That's good knowledge right there from our boy Oakland twenty sixty eight. Wonder if that's Kenneth out there. They had Blue Moon Odom and Vitamin. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Ah, yes, it is the witching hour here. Happy hour. Drink them while you got them, even if they're Bud Lights or Coors Lights. And again, I'm not knocking any beer companies. I was just having fun with a guy earlier on Twitter who had a big, gigantic tomahawk with Mac. By the way, did you turn the oven on for the uh, for the turkey, Robin? My alarm is scheduled to go off in one minute. I, look, I got to buy the six-pound turkey. Yeah. Turkey breast, not the whole turkey. Right, right. Slap that baby in the oven. Slap it up, flip it, and then you get it nice. And, but, you know, we can't have stuffing. We can't have mashed potatoes. Not on the keto. No, no exactly. No. But turkey is good. Yeah. It's good protein. Right. So what are we going to have instead of all the fixings? Well, I can make cauliflower mashed potatoes. Yeah, mashed cauliflower. Yeah, I, we, we have that all the time, like yeah. even though we're not doing the keto anymore. Right. And um, um, what I found out, although I don't have any more of it right now, but if you mix and roast celery root with cauliflower and then mash it. It tastes even more like Have mashed you started potatoes. any of that stuff I gave you? Have she you used it. Oh, I yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's, it's all yeah, great good. stuff. Thank good. you. Now, we have a gambling update, Tony. We have a gambling update even, on the show? Even though there's nothing really to gamble on. Well, you can gamble on horse racing, Gulfstream Park. People are winning lots of money down there. Well, that's true. But I, you know, when I'm talking about just regular sports gaming, there is some good news for the people in Tennessee today. Tennessee? Yes. Sports gambling rules have officially been approved. License applications officially open next week and bets by late summer or fall. Just in time for the return of football. No, that's great. And you're seeing each state. For example, Indiana recently added it. And then, you know, they were waiting for a big month in March with basketball, NBA, hockey, 
baseball starting. And, of course, the tournament, the NCAA sure. tournament. They, t- they lost like they didn't lose because they didn't take any action. But they could have had at least $200 million, the first $200 million March or month to take in March. In, you follow for, Indi- me? So for Indiana. For Indiana okay. and the yeah, Indiana yeah. sports books, which just recently got approved. So. Wow. But I love turkey, though, yeah. speaking of turkey. And we have asparagus. So we have fresh asparagus, so that's good. Yes. Put them in the oven. It's going to be good. By the way, Jason Stark, Hall of Famer Jason Stark, who went in last year, he's going to join us coming up in this hour as well. So now our good buddy Nick Kale can lose his money on, legally on football. Exactly Starting right. in the fall exactly. in Tennessee. Now, earlier today we are talking about, I, I, gave, I never gave you the, the synonym, not the synonym, the acronym for the new oh, panel. Yeah. The new panel that was put together by the White House to help shape plans to reopen the economy, it involves sports leagues, all the names, every, everybody who runs a sports league, even the UFC, all of those sports organizations mm-hmm. are all now having to try to figure out when this finally ends, how will they will go about reopening their sports. And we've been talking about it a lot because we're a sports show. The agriculture people are talking about farmers who have to get rid of, throw food away, and you know, they can't grow stuff because there's no place to send it. you got milk being dumped down the drains because there's no place to send it. And so all of these people have to figure out the financial services industry, the, the unions, and, of course, the most important think tanks. Why the hell do we need think tanks anyway? <laughs> get those, keep those people out of here. They're the ones that come up with all the bad ideas because they got some taste of the government money for it. I don't want the government wasting any more of my damn money. I'll waste it on myself. It's like sports radio consultants. So yeah, the name of this exactly. group, the, the name of this group is the Great American Economic Revival Industry Group. And if you break it out, greatest is a G, mm-hmm. American is an A, economic is an E, revival is an R, industry is an I, and then G. What does that spell, Harry? Gearing. Gehrig. 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 G-A-E-R-I-G. Oh, A-E. Like Lou Gehrig, except there's an A in it instead of an H. An H. Yeah. Gehrig or Gehrig. G-A-E-R-I-G. That's the new group. Gehrig. So if somebody asked you, hey, did you hear about that Gehrig thing? (laughs) And I'm not talking about Kurt Schilling, who's, uh, that's his, uh, you know, his Twitter handle is at Gehrig33 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's a Lou Gehrig fan and his son had uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. A-L-S. Exactly. Yeah, why do we have to call it Lou Gehrig's disease? ALS. I know he had it. It's like Tommy John surgery. Yeah. It was named after Tom, not the underwear. No, no. I By have way, some of that. You have some Tommy John yeah. underwear? Is it good? I got some of that. Yeah. Is it as good as they say? It's it's great. Yeah, they look they look really comfortable. And the I got the other ones too. What's the other company that more or less goes for like um, and underwear is a big deal now. You're well, like, there's everybody selling underwear now. Yeah. One of Tony's favorite pair of underwear was sent to us by a company that is not uh, selling here in the United States yet called Buck Comfy naked. No Comfy Buck. Balls. Oh, okay. What? Yes, that's what they're called. They're called Comfy Balls, and um, for I think they're a Swedish company, right? Mm. And they sent Tony a pair of them, and he loves them, but you can't buy them here. Hmm. Not Tommy Bahamas and not no. Pumas and all the other stuff. No. Yeah, the or Duluth Trading Company ones. That's look, it. Yeah, that's fine. That's the Those one. look good. Yeah. I yeah. love their commercials. Those yeah. are great commercials. I need to order some underwear now. Can we go online <laughs> and do good shit live on the show? No, it's They're not expensive. Cheap. I just go buy the 10-pack at Costco, and then I throw them away after I use them once. I don't even bother washing them anymore. It's ridiculous. Meanwhile, we'll talk with uh, Jason, Jason Stark. So far from the truth, it's not even is funny. That, is that a uh, – at least you don't bury him in the backyard. Who was that guy here? Remember that murderer? 
He buried underwear in the yeah. backyard? That's what? psycho. Yeah, the guy they got him in the 80s. In the 80s Uncle Eddie? Nine. I can't think of what his yeah. last name is. Eddie yeah. Savitz. Yeah, he I used think to remember buy him? underwear from kids. And you don't remember like that? that? Oh, no, I oh, remember the name. I didn't know he buried crazy. underwear. Oh, yeah. That was Where a, would you bury underwear? Uh, just, well, he's a, a psycho. Yeah. At least we don't have any Jeffrey Dahmers in this town. It's all like in the Midwest. Well, this was kind of like that. Right? Yeah, but the, the most also, well-known. Yeah. Oh. We have serial killers in this town. We're, yeah. not, don't, don't, no, you know, we're not immune to that. Oh, no. <laughs> Gary Heidnick? Gary right. Heidnick. Yeah. Gary Heidnick, the most famous serial killer. And then Kermit Gosnell is a serial killer, too. The guy who had, the, had a medical facility where he did all these abortions and had all these babies in, in, in jars in his office. He's in, the, he's in the big. Creepy. They didn't release him, though, for the coronavirus, though, at least. No. Not yet, anyway. Meanwhile, we're going to talk with Jason Stark. And uh, did you see the story about the hockey coach? Remember the hockey coach who was forced to resign in Calgary with the Calgary Flames back in November? There was a story that one of the players that he coached. He, in, did he abuse in, him or something? No, he didn't or? abuse him. He used, he used racial slurs against the player that he coached in the minor leagues 10 years before this happened. Ed Savitz is a good one. You're correct. Fast Eddie. Uncle Eddie. Fast Eddie Savitz. Yeah. Oh, Disgusting. It is really, really Disturbing. I'm Let me finish this hockey up. I'm even we'll get sorry back I there. brought that up. I know, yeah. Aaron. Come yeah. on, man. What year was that? Was that 70s? <laughs> that was in the 60s, right? Here we go. You can't stop. <laughs> so anyway, so the coach, Bill Peters, was the coach of the Calgary Flames in okay. the National Hockey League. And he, I guess, 10 years previous to becoming a coach in the NHL, he was coaching in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. And one of his players called him out and said, hey, back when I was in the minor leagues, he called me a racial slur. And then, of course, that became public. And then he resigned under pressure the next day once that story surfaced. And he was run out of the NHL. He was resigned, but pretty much. Guess where he found a job, Harry? He Uh, found a gig. No, not with the Flyers organization. How about in Belarus? Close. Yeah? Mother Russia, ladies and gentlemen. With the KHL? In the KHL. Coach Bill Peters is now... Barking the signals behind the bench and the boys right in front of him tapping shoulders to dump over the boards and get on the ice. There you go. Here's the team. The uh, Katarinborg Automobile... Now do this for me, Robin. It's the uh, Katarinborg Mm -hmm. Automobilists of the KHL. Robin, now you say it in Russian. Automobilist. Automobilist. So is that the sponsor? The 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 Katarinborg... Katarinborg... Automobilist. I haven't been to a good strip bar lately. I don't. My Russian's a little. Yeah, yeah, right. Harry likes the Russian girls. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's yeah. been a while. It's been a while. Russian strippers, I think, are the best to talk to, Harry. Not that I'm a big strip club enthusiast. Yeah, I, but the accent of a Russian when you're going to an, a, a, a well, if they can a, speak any English, but when they do, yeah, it's just phenomenal. Right. Well, anybody with an with a any foreign Eastern accent, European yeah. accent is just, exactly. You know. But there's something about Russian Hungary, you know Czechoslovakia. <laughs> Czech Republic, I should say. What's the great song by the great, late, great Nick Drake? You're writing Uh, somebody on Twitter? Yeah, Pink Moon. Oh, Pink Moon. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're talking about moons (laughs) earlier, and of course, everybody immediately starts talking about all the moons Mm -hmm. and all the blue moons and Moon River and Warren Moon and Revan Someone. Get back to, uh, let's finish that thought, though, Robin. Since Harry got on serial killers for uh, some, some reason. No, it's because of your underwear. You oh. said that you, you don't even wash them. I, I was said, at, the it, joke. at I least you them. don't bury them in the backyard. And that made me think of this psycho that we Fast had Eddie? in this city. I thought Fast Eddie was uh, Ed Rendell, our former <laughs> governor and mayor. Right. They call him Fast. He's the modern day Fast Eddie, but he, doesn't, he didn't bury anybody. No, but we're not a, we're not a, didn't wasn't there a them. store called Fast Eddie's, too? 
No, Crazy Eddie. Crazy Eddie's, yeah. His that, prices that, were insane, insane, Harry. Come on, man. Yeah. So was his business model. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I remember those commercials in the it's 70s right. and 80s. I know that guy. I worked with him at WOR in, WOR in New York. He was a talk show host on WOR in New York, and he got the Crazy Eddie account. Is that right? And he was doing this, oh, Crazy Eddie, he's got that, we got that, he's insane. Yeah. <laughs> And that's it. And he made a gazillion dollars doing that, and nobody even realized he was a talk show host right. on a on a talk show in, in New York on the great WOR radio. So that wasn't Crazy Eddie, is what you're telling no, me. No, no, okay. Crazy Eddie was the guy who owned the store. Okay. He was just the guy who did it. Wow. One of the great advertising campaigns ever. Everybody knew. Yeah. You didn't even have to live in New York to know that campaign. Crazy Eddie. Go online and you'll see it. All of his stuff is on there. Let's go down to Margate, New Jersey. I think it's still standing after the big storm the other day, the Wildwood Boardwalk. And the Jersey Shore got ripped off part of it. I wonder what happened. Is Lucy the elephant still standing, Joe? That's the big question. Uh, she's still standing. She's looking pretty, too. How pretty? <laughs> I know things are tough and you're stuck inside, but you're not looking at a big elephant and starting to say that she's starting to look a little uh, attractive to you. At this it's been five point. weeks, Tony. To me in another five weeks, and I might have a different answer. Oh, <laughs> man. You know, you, going, you can go in deep inside, the Lucy, you know. Have you ever been inside you, there? No. Uh, I actually was aware of that. They were supposed to Airbnb it, but it got canceled in, uh, in March, actually, because of this whole virus. Yeah, it's, people don't realize it, used to, it was a hotel at one point. It's a big elephant. It's on the beach in Margate, New Jersey, south of Atlantic City. Yeah. And it's, a, it's, a, oh, it's, uh, it's on the National Historic Landmark list. It is. Sure is, I showed I Robin would... the first time. She said, what the hell is that? I said, that's Lucy. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Not a lot of people know it. It's a nice little hidden gem down there. Absolutely. Good well, it's hard to hide it. I mean, that's a big elephant. Man. I don't think I've ever been to Margate. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Are you serious yeah. right now? Or Ventnor. I hate to do it. Lucy's to right next to a great bar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, next time you make it down, I'll, or when, if you ever make it down, I'll get you a great Gatorade, Harry. Beautiful. All Listen, I, I, used to, I used to have my boat was in Margate for many, many years. Mm. Oh, I love it. I, I, uh, what's the, what's the treehouse there? Ventura's Treehouse is right there, right next to Lucy. Yep, the greenhouse. The greenhouse. Good I said treehouse, right. Yeah, good bar. But you caught my attention with the Tommy Johns. I had to weigh in. Best, best underwear I own. I'll never go back to anything else. It's a good good combo there now that's a couple right there's an asian woman and her husband do the commercials yes i just yes. saw that today yes yeah. great how come great robin person. and i are when we're sitting around in our underwear can't come up with some stupid idea and make a fortune <laughs> jesus <laughs> i wonder why they chose tommy john as the name i don't know i'm not sure let me look great it up brand. for you. No, it's a great uh, name. I mean, obviously, Tommy John was the former pitcher, and, they, and of course, he had the very first surgery on the elbow called the Tommy John surgery. He was surgery. with the Dodgers for ex most ex of his ex career, exactly. if not all of it, right? No, no, most of it. You're yeah. absolutely right, Harry. Beautiful man. <laughs> I wanted to weigh in on the uh, on the baseball situation with this with this Arizona idea. I saw. I'm a little late listening, so I don't know if you touched on it earlier, but um, I saw that Trout came out and said that uh, he's having a kid and Wheeler from the Phillies is having a right. kid. Mm -hmm. Is there any way they could work this out where they could play in Arizona realistically, do you guys think? Well, you know what? The good story is Jason Stark, who obviously is well locked in, former uh, great baseball writer in Philly and the Inquirer, and now writing for The Athletic, formerly at ESPN in the Hall of Fame. He's going to join us in our next segment, actually, and we'll get the very latest on all of this stuff from Jason 
who, you know, you, you want to talk to anybody who's locked in, Jason Stark is a guy who's locked in, and we'll get his thoughts. Well, the thing is, though, if they left the compounds, so to speak, yes. like in Scottsdale, let's say, exactly. and went home for this birth of, of a child, they would have to be quarantined exactly. for a certain amount of weeks before they could get back and playing again. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I heard you yeah. saying. Yeah, we're going to well, th- – thanks for the call. Uh, thanks, man. Joe, we're going to have a – the man to talk about baseball. Yeah, and speaking of baseball, I was just alerted here of another event on April the 15th by John W. on Twitter. What happened on this date? Cal Ripken got his 3,000th hit on an April 15th. I did not know that. He doesn't that. say what year, but we could probably look that up. A lot of things happen on April 15th. I know, and the, the Notre Dame Cathedral bell we were talking about earlier a year ago today, the fire, yeah. they rang the bell today. Joel Embiid wasn't even there for it, so that was. The, I don't know if it's official unless Joel Embiid <laughs> is ringing the bell. We're coming back. The great Jason Stark's going to join us. We'll get the very latest on baseball, all the ideas, the talks of players saying they're not going to go if their wives are pregnant or expecting at any moment. We'll get that and much more still ahead in the 5 o'clock hour here on Sirius XM 211. I have some Tommy John information. Do you want me to do it now? You, we're coming back with uh, Jason, so we should probably do it now. But uh, Tommy John underwear and Tommy John, the sports player, they are not related at all. Of course not. Um, but oh, but uh, Tommy John, the person, said that he did consider suing the company Tommy John Underwear for using his name, but didn't want to pay the lawyers. He approached them for representation. Uh, he, he, his girlfriend called the company, said she was representing him, and that they should think about using him as a spokesperson at least, but they told him that they didn't have it in their budget. I would have sued their asses, man. Now, apparently, the reason why Tommy John Underwear is called that is um, it was owned by – it is owned by somebody named Thomas John Patterson. Um, he was laid off from his sales job in 2009. He designed his own undershirt while unemployed, and there you go. And meanwhile, the, the you know what Tommy John needed up front to sue? 250 grand. So he would have had to put 250 grand on a retainer to just take these people off. But the fact that Tom Patterson's middle name is John gives him a claim to the name Tommy John as well. So the lawsuit was not a slam dunk. And that's the rest of the story. Did you see that there's this, there's this Twitter handle called Joe Biden Insult Bot? And then if you ask some, if you mention his name and there's some stupid story, and then you say, what do you think about that, Biden Insult Bot? And it comes right back and it says, that's nothing but a load of hopscotch, your horse jack and rent collector. <laughs> so he always has a great line. And it's legit. I mean, it's, it's, it's actually Joe Biden. You know who runs it? The Daily Show. That's awesome. He writes, tweet anything at me, Jack. I'll show you where to put it, you two-time and egg man. Powered by The Daily Show. Brilliant.
That's good, Tom. It's not good Tommy John knowledge. Robin looked it up. She Googled it. But that's research and development. Uh-huh. I believe Joseph Jenkins, you found the answer once again. This is exactly what's happening to me on Streamlabs. It is logging me out. So after the show, I will have to figure that out because it is freaking annoying. <laughs> Jack in the back says, that's because, what's the one he used? That's because Banana Hammock was already taken. What, what that's why they used Tommy John. Oh, he's on the line already. Okay, great. And now, yes, and now you know the rest of the story. We should have that as a drop, too. And now. Paul Harvey? Yeah. That's a good idea. That was great. Paul Harvey. Harvey drop. Story. Cut it out. Beautiful. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Ah, yes, it is a Wednesday. What up Wednesday, after all. And what up is people are trying to figure out what's going to happen in sports, as we do. That's why we bring on the best people to talk about sports. Hall of Fame talent, Harry. Exactly. Hall of Famers. Now, when we're at the Super Bowl every year, you know, a lot of Hall of Famers walk around and we interview them. But it's very rare that we have a Hall of Fame baseball person on who just went in last summer. It's a good thing it was last summer because he probably wouldn't have been able to go to Cooperstown this summer. That's right. Or anywhere else for that matter. And I want to know the question when I ask Jason Stark, who joins us right now, when you sign now, like your books or whatever you have out there, do you put the <laughs> HOF on H-O-F, there, Jason? HOF, baby. Do you put HOF on anything you sign now, including your checks? I do not. I, I've been instructed or begged by some people at times to put HOF on there, so if they ask me to, I will, but I'm not really an HOF like, you know, Mickey Mouse an HOF. Yes, you are. You're in the same Hall of Fame. You go into Cooperstown. <laughs> do they have a separate, I know it's a separate well, wing. Maybe he puts JGTS for JG <laughs> Taylor Spink. That's the award, right? Uh, yeah, I've put, I've put 2019 Spink Award. I've written that in there. Yeah. But Not like, the Scipio Spink, though. I 500 so. home runs fewer than <laughs> a lot of these guys. I'm pretty aware of that. Jason, it's great to talk to you. You know, we go way, way back in the early days when we were doing dumb TV shows and stuff like that, <laughs> and you were a great writer. And, and everybody knows, and everybody who's read you, not just because, in, because I know you because you're from Philly, but your Sunday columns in the Inquirer, and then you later continued that on at ESPN and, and newspapers around the world. Now you're with The Athletic, of course. That baseball column on Sunday, I think all the great work you did, that had to help continue to notch your, your, your legacy as a Hall of Fame. I'm not, I'm not joking. I mean, your legacy is to get into the Hall of Fame, you have a body of work. And you know, we talk about players, you know, are they a Hall of Fame or not? That column had to help you get into the Hall of Fame because of the recognition from the entire baseball world over that column that was written in a local newspaper. Tony, I appreciate that, man. It's, you know, it's 20 years since I was writing that thing for the Inquirer, and the fact that you're still talking about it means you must be right. Well, that's when everybody actually got the Sunday paper and sat down and opened up the paper and right. had breakfast and read all the columns. Yeah. It's like a tradition. All, it was a tradition. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know about you guys. I feel like I just got in a time machine and I transported back 20 years. Like, I, I, this alternative universe we're living in is crazy. Like, you turn on the TV and Jack Nicholas is one of the masters. <laughs> <laughs> turn on MLB Network and look who's coming up. It's Kirk Gibson. What decade is this, man? Well, we're not running the uh, the best day, uh, the, uh, the what was the the local show? Not the best damn sports show. The one oh, the, great, to, sports the great sports debate. Oh, Al Morgani yeah. and you had mullets, and yeah, I had like the scullet. I had no hair, and, and Angelo still looks the same. But they, I mean, you know, you had a little mullet on, but you had the tight oh, curls God. though, too, Jason. The tight curls I, always work, man. I, I I had the fro, I had the stash. I was way out of control. Uh, <laughs> Jason, I watched the uh, game seven, Jack Morris, John Smoltz from I think what was it, ninety one? Ninety one. I watched. Too, I watched it from start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's where we are. Yeah. I watched three hours of Vin Scully doing Kirk Gibson last night. Uh, uh. It was a Kirk Gibson game, but it was like a Vince Scully concert. So cool to hear that guy. Now, obviously, we're all waiting for baseball, and there's so much talk out there. And, you know, we've heard about the Arizona plan, and, and now you have, you know, Zach Wheeler, and we're talking about uh, players not saying that. If we go back and they want to put us in quarantine and go to Arizona and play these games, when my wife's due, I'm going to go out there, and I want to be with my wife for the birth of my child. What's the latest that you're hearing on all this? Because the Arizona thing seems to be the one that has the most legs. Is that is that possible? Is that likely? Uh, I mean, it, it's possible. How likely it is is not up to you, me, Harry, or even Rob Manfred. I think it's up to the virus. and Nobody knows where that is going. Now, I mean, we've had these two plans that have been kind of floating out there for the last couple of weeks. One is uh, Bob Nightingale's Florida Arizona scenario where you have a grapefruit league and a cactus league and I don't get the sense that that's got any traction at all. I, I mean there might have been some brainstorming about that but I don't from what I'm hearing there really hasn't been any digging in on that one. Now the Arizona plan they've done a lot of legwork on but that's really about all we can say about it. Uh, like everything that you heard comes down to either hoping or planning. And they're doing a lot of both, but we're a long way from making either one happen. Well, does it uh, – how did you react, I, I guess I should, I should ask, when Dr. Fauci basically said that he could foresee base, or baseball or sports coming back in these sort of uh, bubble-type situation. When a guy like that says it, uh, did, did that give you some optimism that this might actually happen uh, before next year? I, you know what it said to me? They've actually asked him about this. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I know that they've consulted with, with government officials. I'm going to guess now he was one of them. Mm -hmm. You know, I, some of that is logical. Well, I just look at where we are. What are the odds that any sport's coming back play in front of actual people. Yeah. Right? That, that's not even an option. So if you're going to play with no fans and you can't travel, what's the only road to having a season, to playing at all? It's to explore something like this. And so that's why they're exploring it. But, you know, you, you, you touched on this, uh, Mike Trout, Zach Wheeler, there, I would say there's three categories of objection, and that's one of them. Can you really convince players to leave their families 
four and a half months or more during a pandemic. I, I don't know about that. So that's one of those categories. Uh, the second is obviously health, and not just the health of players. I mean, we're talking about thousands of people, like several thousand people under that biodome. When you add in coaches, umpires, hotel workers, bus drivers, everybody's got to be under the biodome or it doesn't work. Is that feasible? Can you keep people healthy if that's the way you're going to go? And then the third thing, it always comes down to money, right? Like the, the owners have made it clear although they haven't negotiated this. You know, you're going to play games with no fans. There's going to be next to no revenues, so they would expect players to work for next to no salary, minuscule percentages of their salary. So is everybody going to buy in? What do you think? Everybody? Every player? Every team? They all have to buy in or you can't do it. Mm -hmm. No, I hear you, Jason, and it's a great question, and it's a great thought because – yeah, Mike Trout's going. To, Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. So when he goes and says, "Hey, I got to go home and be with my family," but we're we're talking now. Even if we let's say July, because we're still in the middle of April. So say July. All these tests now. There's tests every single day being developed. You know, for the ones the baseball teams. We were talking to John Clark here about what some of the Phillies are doing with their employees, yep. testing the antibodies. So every day there's a different lab that's putting out a different test. And again, I'm not saying the fans are going to be back, but. There could be, you know, as fast as things are developing right now, say by the end of July, because baseball doesn't have to play 182 games. They don't have to worry about, you know, finishing the season at the end of October, going into November, if they have to play in a, in a good weather place where you don't worry about the conditions. You don't foresee in any way that something could happen where at least the players and the people around them, the camera people, will be safe enough to go out and play games? I definitely foresee a way because this ain't happening unless they're assured by health officials mm -hmm. that it's doable, that they can do it and keep people healthy. Um, you know, I mentioned they've been in touch with, with the government, with different agencies of the government. Now it looks like they've been in touch with Dr. Fauci. That's encouraging. And, you know, you talk about the testing, Tony. I, I, I've heard people say this, that they, ha that they actually have this hope that they could even potentially provide a model for how to start reopening society where you're going to test everyone regularly and repeatedly so you'll know who can safely be allowed to emerge from isolation. It's what baseball is looking at. It's what society is looking at. How doable any of it is, I, you know, at this point, I, I, I should have gone to medical school. I just can't tell you. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have been in the Hall of Fame then. Come on, Jason. You chose the right course. Just because it's all over now, I mean, at least we've had good careers. <laughs> had a good run. Yeah, I feel better now, Tony. Thanks. <laughs> Jason Stark from The Athletic joining us at Jason ST on Twitter. And I know you did a great piece in The Athletic on this about, you know, just – if we do bring baseball back in these bubbles, there won't be any crowd. And about yeah. the difference between, you know, what happened with 9-11 and just the role of the crowd uh, that, you know, it was just really part of it. And I don't, I don't think, you know, you could ever repeat that, you know, again, you know, with how much the audience really played into the return of baseball. Well, you guys know this because you're fans, because you love it. And, um you know, my favorite thing about 
my job is when I'm sitting in a stadium where the home team just won something, because it's not just what happened, it's how it sounds. It's the that feeling in the building. That's what makes sports great. It's the shared experience, that the way we share it with each other in a way that we don't share anything else in life anymore. So sports is really the last unifying force in American life. And so, you know, that, that piece that you referred to, Harry, I, I look back at the Mike Piazza game, the, uh, the first sporting event in New York after 9-11 back in 2001. And one of the people I talked to was John Sherholtz. He said something amazing to me. Now, John Sherholtz was a Hall of Fame executive. And he said never in his life has he ever cheered for being beaten But he did that night. He cheered for that Mike Piazza homer because that was the way he said that game needed to end for the healing of the nation and for the healing of New York. And so let me ask you, suppose that game is played with no fans. I mean, same stadium, same team, same rivalry, same pennant race situation, same Outcome, same Mike Piazza home run. Do you think, if there's no one there, that John Sherholtz gets so caught up in that moment, he's cheering for the game losing homer? No way. No, I no way. And you can see it. You can see it, Jason, when you watch the late night shows where the comedians are standing there telling jokes, and there's no reaction. There's no audience interaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything we're watching on television. You can't do shows. You can't do well. You can do movies. There's no audience involved, and they're not doing those either. But the daily things that we watch that require studio audiences for interaction are not there anymore, and they fall flat, and it's hard for the talent to actually get up for that kind of mm-hmm. stuff because you're relying on the feedback. There's no comedy sh- shows are open because, you know, you, don't have a, you can't have a comedian doing stand-up with nobody in the crowd. So <laughs> imagine sports. You're absolutely right about sports. It's the, it, it, and playing games in an empty stadium, regular season games, maybe they can get away with it. When you talk about playoffs and things of that magnitude, I don't know how you replace that. Yeah, have you seen the, the video of Taiwan? The game yes. in yes. Taiwan. Yeah, but they're mannequin. putting the mannequins in the, the in cardboard the... cutout yeah. and the robots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I asked somebody at MLB what their robot budget it was. <laughs> yeah. Good. yeah, but so. but they do have dugout dancers though, Jason. Exactly. Which, you know that's a plus. Well, let's, let's keep perspective. <laughs> I mean, let's look at all the other people affected. The fanatic, right? You know, all these great mascots, the mascots. around. Them. What are they going to do now? They can't even go out and do birthday parties or sweet sixteens or bar mitzvahs. Yeah, you know that that that, that column I wrote. There's amazing reader comments, and people were saying, you know what? Like we'll we'll find ways to cheer because we need it. And I, I you know, I, I've seen these scenes of New Yorkers cheering out their window for healthcare workers every right, night. First and that, that's cool. Yeah. But I, if Mike Piazza hits that homer and people start cheering out their window, you know, in your cul-de-sac, <laughs> like, tell me it means the same. It just, there's an emptiness about it. It's just not the same. And I'm saying that as a guy who misses baseball, would love to watch and follow it again. But it, it, it's like watching a sitcom with a laugh track. Hmm. That's just not the same. The great Jason Stark. Now, you know, everybody's trying to cheer each other. We're not trying to bring each other down. Everybody's looking for positives. That's why we're having fun, as I always have on this show. 
you know, the, what do you talk about? I mean, I get a job in sports radio. I joked about it when we started this last week. I'm the only guy that got a job doing sports when there's no sports, no sports. to talk about <laughs> last week. So, I mean, you talk about an upside-down world, man. Boy, how charismatic are you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're employable. <laughs> I haven't been employable for years, but now all of a sudden there's no sports, and I'm like the first guy they hire. <laughs> What the hell is going on? You said it. We're all mixed up. <laughs> no, but it's great to be back on nationally and have people listen all over the country. And it's, you know, because I've been around a long time. You've been around a long time. And, and that's what it's all about, what we do. You know, people appreciate what you do. I goof off a lot and have fun on the radio. And some people still like that because I try to be the same as I've always been. And, but, you know, we just try to make people happy. And, yeah. and, and you know, you have, to, you have to have the content to make people happy. And in sports, you know, luckily we don't have to have all the content. We can talk about things that are going on behind the scenes, ways that we're looking for this to end, hoping that it's going to end. But for you, this is your life. You can write great columns about it, but about going forward without sports... He needs for games. Any, for any yeah. foreseeable future, how harder is that going to be even for a Hall of Fame writer like you, Jason? Seriously. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, I'm thinking something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> write a book. Another book. It's part of the deal. You know, it's just part of what we do. Um... There's still people who care about sports. You know, like, I, you still hear from people on Twitter who wonder why you're tweeting about sports, why we're talking about sports. You know why? People still care about it. And it's our job to connect with those people in whatever way we can. And that still matters because sports still matters. It, it matters even when it's not there. We're telling different stories than we would like to be telling. That doesn't mean there's not an importance to telling those stories. So, Tony, Harry, I am planning to tell them. That's what I'm going to do. No, exactly. You know, you're, awesome. you're well qualified to do this. You could, as Harry said, you could write books, and you have. Right. If so, you know, we could talk about this. Would be How one. many books will be written about this pandemic and what yeah. it did to sports? We talk about, yeah. you know, eras in sports history, the Black Sox scandal, the Pete Rose, the steroid scandal, the dead ball, the live ball, the juice ball, the juice players. Now this. How many books will be written about this, Jason? <laughs> um, if you're offering me a, an advance, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, this is, um, this is, every day it feels like you're living inside a novel. You know, I just, I, it's just hard, it's so surreal to think that this is where we are. But this is where all of us are. And that's, that's the one thing that I think gets us through it is it's not just a, you know somebody here and somebody there who's experiencing this. It's everybody, and there's just a full range of human experience. Uh, it, it, it all encapsulated in one in one moment in time, and we're living it, man. Uh, I just I look around every day, and I just I, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Hey, Jason, all these athletes have an expiration date, and uh, Father Time never loses. Is there a player or two that you could think of that you're sitting there saying, hey, if this season doesn't ever come about, that this could be the end for this guy or that guy? Wow. You know, maybe they're well, looking for one last it, it, you know, it, You know, this is not a player, but Ken Rosenthal just wrote about this guy, Dusty. Baker. Oh, yeah. Dusty Baker got a one-year contract to manage the Astros at 70 years old uh, in, a, in, a, in a year where 
you know, they needed a steadying hand. And I think everybody looks at it as Dusty's last chance, including Dusty. Hmm. So what happens if there's no baseball until 2021? Is Dusty ever going to get another managing job? Is he going to be the manager of the Astros in a year? I mean, they're, they're, like this, that part of it is, is not sports. Mm-hmm. That's real life. And uh, Dusty's never won. This might be his last chance ever to win. Um, I don't know. These are, the, these are the kinds of things I can't get out of my mind. No, I agree with you. And the, I guess for the Astro fans, at least they get a reprieve. Will it build back up? If they wait till next year to have baseball, well, the fans still have that same vitriol wanting to throw at every Astros player when they finally come back <laughs> a year later. Will there be fans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, we were gonna, you know, we were gonna set a record for trash can lid sales this year. I've often thought that this story was not going away; it was just on intermission, but now I'm just starting to wonder um, if they come back and there's no fans and the Astros are great post-cheating, post post-suspensions, post-A.J. Inch and Jeff Luno. Maybe when they finally let people back in the seats, we'll look at them differently. We're going to look at everything else differently, aren't we? Absolutely. The great Jason Sark. We'll never look at him differently. The pride of Lincoln High School. Another one of us. You're a Northeast guy. I'm a South Philly guy, so we really never liked him. Ask, didn't Eston go to Lincoln High School, too? He went to Northeast. No, yeah, he went to Northeast. did not go to Lincoln High School. Sylvester Stallone went to Lincoln High School. Exactly though. right. It's amazing how many, how many Philly connections we have on I this know. show. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, what a coincidence. Yeah. I think not. The great Jason Starr. He's a Hall of Famer. I got to get you to sign one of your books with the HOF. When you sign one of one of your books, I want the damn HOF in there. I'm not going to settle for non-HOF signatures from Jason Starr from now on. Tony, for you, anything, my friend. <laughs> Jason, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks, really Jason. appreciate it. Hey, re- really glad you guys are back, and uh, thanks for bringing a little joy in all our lives. <laughs> as well as much as we can. Thanks, as Jason. As much as we can, exactly. Appreciate thanks. it. Let's give him a roaring round of applause, there. The yeah, great Jason. Absolutely. <laughs> what it's all about, eh? Now, we have more uh, breaking news. We do? Yes. I don't know if we have can time. Can we hold that to the, after we'll the break? It, yeah. It, oh, no, yes. that's what we can do. We have oh, we two can? minutes. This is breaking news, Yes, there? it is. This was, is this legit breaking news? Yeah, it actually is. Okay. Uh, within the last hour or so. That's not uh, break. That's not very breaking. The WWE yes. essential uh, business in Florida. Major layoffs, Major yes. layoffs, they announced. And it says here from their Twitter feed, at WWE, uh, they've come to terms on releasing several wrestlers, including Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is yes. gone? Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and other superstars were released wow. from their contracts. Yeah, they're saying that they're, they're going to save $4 million a month mm-hmm. by cutting the wrestlers that they did. Wow. And uh, you mentioned the names. I don't even know any of these guys, most of the modern guys. I, Drake Maverick. Right. Is that his real name or is it James Curtin? I guess Drake no, Maverick. No, Drake Maverick is his character. And his real name is James Curtin. And then Curtis right. Hawkins, uh, his real name is Brian Myers. Not much difference there. Right. Carl Anderson was Chad Allegra. Right. Did he have an allergy problem? <laughs> Would he need to come out and sneeze? That's really dangerous right now. You can't have a guy named Allegra when you have people not able to sneeze. And then EC3. Yeah. Michael Hutter. Who's, not ECW. Was he related? No, no, no. No, they're... 
And then Leo Leo Rush, L I O Rush. Leo Rush. And his real name is Lionel Green. Mm -hmm. So they're even the WWE, a very essential, essential part of the business, saying so, so long to some of its employees today. We still have jobs, and we have one more segment, and we have open phone lines. 215 462 Tony. 215 462 8669. You call, we talk. That's how it works. That's what it's all about. Knock on wood if you uh, if you if you get it. Knock on wood if you're with me. Knock on wood if you're with me. Coming right back at Sirius XM 211. What was that? What was that, Joe? Yeah. What's that? Yeah, I uh, roasting turkey in the kitchen. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was just the the oven heating up. Uh, did you see the uh, Twitch post from Dean about Abbott? Um, they're announcing tomorrow. Dean's like, bye, bye, bye. Uh, I, I want to double check that you did. I know that you were talking about doing it, but I don't know if you did or not. He bought it at 77. It's now 92 and climbing. Yeah, I couldn't afford to buy him because it was too high. Oh, because it was already at 85. But they, but he says that they are announcing uh, tomorrow the new COVID-19 antibody test is going to announce tomorrow. Yeah, they already have that out, though. Not the antibody. They have the one that just tells you whether you're positive. Right. There were people doing yoga up on the roof of that house during Jason's segment. Really? Seriously? Yeah, Men or women? Two. Like a Two. guy and a girl. Okay. Yeah. On one of the balconies or up the on the roof roof? Right there. The roof. There she is. Where is she? She's right there. Where's my telescope when I need it? Right there's the guy, too. Oh, I see. Are they an older couple? Do they have clothes on? Yeah, they have clothes on. <laughs> I don't. Where, where do you see this? It's on the balcony. It's on one of the sides. No, look across the street, straight out. Straight out. Uh, All the way up. Okay. Oh, I see. It's a blonde with a yeah, bun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's way up there. Yeah, that's, that's one of those houses on Passion. Yeah, that's a three-story one, and that's a balcony on the no, back. No, I know that balcony because from my mother's house in her alley, uh-huh. you can see that yeah. balcony very clear. It's at the end of her alley back there, right up the alley. I want to put a, I would like to have a rooftop balcony because the view is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you see every building in the city really clear. I can go, I can, then I can go out and do some nude bathing uh, up there. Oh, I hope he, he'll go on your lap if you let him. Who's calling it? Yeah, we don't have time for more phone calls, unfortunately. No, because he's, he's got that low energy. Yeah. It's like, it's Tony, Tony. Tony, if you can hit 57... 18, no longer than 57, 19. 57, yeah, I, I usually try to get yeah. that. If I'm a couple we'll be, seconds we'll be early. We'll double zeros before they open rolls again. Okay. They seem to be a second off today. I don't know why. Our, our clock or the series no, clock? No, no, it's, it's me, I'm sure. I'm just well, not second, okay. What's that? It's okay. Yeah. That's not even dead air. No. That's pregnant pause. <clears throat> WWE saving on tanning bed bills, too, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what the one, one for R. Kevin Cookie 32 is asking, are they making a baby no, out there? No, there's no. 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 But it's beautiful. They're doing sky. yoga. Are they doing sweat yoga or goat yoga? Are they ain't got goats up there? No. It's not like, it's not like it's not Tony's old balcony in his Venice Beach house. 
No, my my balcony. Your on balcony beach on your Venice Beach house was very private. Let's put it yes. that way. <laughs> yes, indeed. No tan lines. Nope. Nope. Yeah, we are peeping toms, but you know they're asking for it. They're right out there. Absolutely. I didn't even see it. I'm not apologizing for anything. Yeah. If they, if only they were worth looking at. Yeah, really. If you point bits, well, well, I can't do that right now. I need to have like a camera that I can move easy. Yeah, that's what we need is more cameras. <laughs> <laughs> what I would love is one Wi-Fi camera so that that one I didn't have. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Another fun uh, frolic through the uh, satellite world and terrestrial world and any world that you're in. Digital world. What are we calling this right now? Digital? I mean, it's, yeah, digital this satellite. Is, yeah. Well, no, this is the new radio. The new norm? This is new. The new this norm? Is, <laughs> this is the new norm. This is audio. Because radio is not necessarily radio anymore. The digital world is slowly but surely taking over. Well, every even radio is digital now in many cases. Correct. You know, but nobody has an old transistor with an antenna that they pull up at night to listen to baseball games. Well, there are no well, baseball, there are no baseball, baseball games, games to listen to. to. That's first and but foremost. But people just you know. but there's so many different ways to consume both radio and audio, and oftentimes, like what we're doing, there's also a video component to it. So I think it's just it's just entertainment. It's just one big digital entertainment world. While we were on break, I, I let you guys know that I was watching some yoga going on on Are a they rooftop. Still up there? Uh, one of the houses that is nearby, I can see right out the window, and it brought up your one of your old places. You were talking about a place you used to live? In Venice, California? Yes. Well, the donkey show on Twitter says, The donkey show? I sure miss at Tony Bruno show tanning naked. Around this place. <laughs> well, that was uh, that was a, that was here in Philly. Yeah, though. that was in Philly. Yes. That wasn't in Venice. L.A. Yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. in Venice, I had a three-story house and I had decks everywhere. Right. And I'd always go and my one deck all the way up on the top where I had a beach view of, of Venice Beach. Uh huh. Phenomenal. They couldn't see me, but I saw them. And that's why I'd go out every day when I come home from work. I'd lay out in the You'd sun. You get naked every day. Every and go day. Outside. Every day. <laughs> Oh, Every wow. single day. What are you doing, Robin? I was actually Robin puts, pulls up pictures <laughs> of all these naked men sh- are was, on the screen. I was not. That was not my intention. What I, kind of websites are you going she's to? She's going here? to the top ten nude beaches in North America. <laughs> no, Jesus. No, what I, I I typed in Tony Bruno nude sunbathing because there is a photograph of Tony out on the balcony at Darkside. That wasn't Tony. Uh, no, exactly. <laughs> that is not what I was looking for. <laughs> You know, wow. she looks for Bruce Springsteen. She pulls up the <laughs> the Broadway show where Bruce Springsteen talks for five minutes before he sings his first song. Yeah, that was awful, by the it way. Was. That was. It I, was. I mean, I love Bruce. Yeah. But if that's what that Broadway show was, It was a concert, it. except he would have to spend ten minutes talking between each song. No I don't want to see that. He already does three hours of singing. I know. How, much, how long was that show if he's, if he's spending five minutes between each song talking? No, thanks. Jeepers. Wow. <sighs> Now, someone at eBay is still selling fatheads of, of me at Dockside. Now, remember, is we that, had a fan when we were doing our shows on remotes. Fans would make the fatheads yeah. and show up like they did at wrestling. Sure. But this is before the wrestling thing became huge. They would show up and hold fatheads of us behind right. them. Here now it is. Now they're, they're life-size. 
Now, do we have the yeah. picture? There, there it is. is. But it, this picture was perfectly cropped. Yeah, so I'm laying out on my balcony. You can see the water, and there's a heliport behind me because mm-hmm. we're 16 stories up over the Delaware River. And the screen doors that come together, mm-hmm. they were perfectly in place so that I, my, my, uh, Your derriere. my buttocks were not exposed. They were exposed to the real sun. But this is art. And I believe Robin was the photographer for this. I believe I was. Yeah. And this is the kind of this should be hanging up somewhere down here. I should get it because you know spring's coming soon. Right. Well, it is spring, but before you know it, people won't be allowed to go to the beach. No. So they're going to have to sun themselves. And again, I'm not a sun worshiper. I had cancer in my eye, and I had that removed. So I'm not one of these guys who lays out on the beach when I go to the beach for eight hours a day. You're not like Sid. Yeah. I mean, no. I don't lay, I don't lay out. I get incidental yeah. sun. But when it's nice out, and you're coming out of a winter. And it's a first warm day, and you can go out and put a towel down and lay out and feed. Because it's vitamin D. Vitamin D. We need the vitamin D. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's and what for happens. those of you listening on SiriusXM, if you would like to see the photograph, you can just uh, check it out on the Twitch. The Twitch.tv forward slash Tony Bruno Show. I may have to make that my new avatar. Because the one you have up there now is me in a frog mask. Actually, it's a, the picture is a uh, Robin's mom got this for yeah. last year. Because when I go snorkeling, because I have a beard, yeah. when you put on a regular sport snorkeling mask, you know, water gets under there. So you have to have – and I, I tighten it. I do everything. I've tried 50 masks. Well, do you wear snor- – I thought you just wear something over the eyes and then you yeah, have the Yeah, but under here, snor- a must, my mustache, not the beard. Oh, okay. So the mustache, right under this line here, the masks don't fit me. And okay. I bought my own masks. I rent masks when we would go snorkeling. And then Robin's mom found this mask, which goes over your whole face, and it comes underneath your chin. Oh, wow. And so that if you have a mustache or a beard, it doesn't mess you up. And so I, Robin took a picture of me on that, and I wore it as a joke. That's yeah. my COVID mask. But that thing's awesome because the snorkel is actually attached, and then you go up periscope with it. Right. And so, so when you're snorkeling and you're, you're face down into the water, the actual snorkel part, which is connected to the mask, stays up so you don't have to have that separate thing sticking in your mouth. It almost looks you know like I mean? one of those CPAP things yeah. that people yes. wear kind for of. snoring issues. But, it, but it, it covers your entire face all the way from the top of your forehead down to the bottom of your chin. And so, Tony, he's not a great swimmer. He never learned how to swim as a kid living in South I Philadelphia. I can snorkel with the best of them, Robin. I can stay out in water forever. <laughs> but he doesn't tread water very well. And so if water gets into his mask and then he has to lift it up and tread yeah. water, that's difficult But I still for do that. But I just can't full do it for a long time. today, isn't she? Yeah, yeah really thanks jump. a lot, Robin. Robin. <laughs> she's I just said, this is not know, an She's insult. the one who's afraid of a, of, a, of a nurse shark, and I'm swimming out there with the sharks. You go, oh, no, there's yeah. a, I said, it's a nurse shark. It's not going to bite you, Robin. By the way, I had to apologize to John Clark to, just to make sure that, that we oh, were good. Oh, come on. I said, thank you, John. And my apologies <laughs> for Robin's insults. Now, I need an update on the poll question because we did put up, <sighs> and this is what we're going to do every day now. You know, because Dan Patrick, I'm not trying to steal Dan's act. Dan's been doing it forever. A lot of radio, as you mentioned, Dan Levitard yeah. does like five polls a day More on More than show. that. And so polls are funny. I, I want to do funny polls. I don't want to do like. That's what Dan Levitard Yeah, he does, does like yeah, silly yeah. ones. Yeah. And I, but this one's not a silly one because the Cleveland Browns unveiled their new uniforms today. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Everybody's doing it. I did. And then teams are dissing each other with their new uniforms. Just shows you there's a lot of time out there. People have a lot of time on their hands in social media departments. And so now they're like dissing each other over the uniforms, which really, what does that mean? Nothing. It, Atlanta put some out too yeah. last week. Yeah, the Falcons. They leaked, I think. They, they were dissing somebody else. Yeah. But uh, the poll question is out there, and I can't find the actual poll. I got it. You have it? Do we have any latest yes. updates? Let's at, get an update. At Tony Bruno Show on Twitter. And Marvin Wright, who goes by at Kemper34, is the guy who posted this today. Poll time. The Cleveland Browns 
change which the most? One, head coaches, two, quarterbacks, or three, uniforms. What is the latest poll number, Harry? Uh, I've ha- got numbering. quarterbacks in the lead at 53.7%. 53.7%. Head coaches coming in second, 397 and uniforms, 66 So they really haven't changed uniforms. And even when they do, they're pretty much the same uniform I, everywhere. I they always have the orange helmet with no logo on it. Yeah. They don't really change the color. It's not like when the Bengals went with that tiger thing. Right. Remember, that was really extreme. Yeah, because it used to say Bengals on the side of their helmet. And theirs was probably the most drastic change in all the new – because now everybody's got 15 different alternate uniforms in every sport. I don't think you can call it a change of uniform if you just change, like, one small thing or just the font or – uh, like there's one minor, minor change. That's not a whole new uniform to me. Well, like they have the whole black one with the orange. So the black pants, black jerseys. Yeah. They have the white and black. They have the black pants, the white pants and the black jerseys. So basically it's all about merchandising. Mm-hmm. But merchandising. Well, speaking of which, merchandising. <laughs> we, we have a have, merchandising update? We have, if you go to TonyBrunoShow.com. The website. The website. The musical. Um, you will find right on the front page a link to the new Tony Bruno show shop we have a shop and uh, there will be more stuff added but right now we have on there our fantastic first responders uh, t-shirts and if you purchase a t-shirt for just $28, you get the T-shirt, but at the same time, proceeds of that T-shirt will go towards purchasing food from a local restaurant. So you'll be supporting local restaurants, and then the food drop will go towards the f- first responders. Um, and we are going to uh, collect and from different locations. It doesn't. We'll, we'll choose different locations throughout the United States to do these food drops that are um, thanking both our supporting our our restaurants workers and supporting the first responders and you get a fantastic hot off the presses tony bruno special edition first responder shirt and these and are really good shirts this isn't cheap stuff this no is six, six ounce 100 percent cotton pre-shrunk and double um, stitch seamless collar quarter turn body double needle sleeve classic fit tear away label so if you're running down the street and somebody tries to tackle you it tears away so right, you get away from them tear yeah. away jerseys exactly right so throw that on there, and again, normally we're not going to charge $28. No, no, shirts. no. And actually, this is special because the proceeds, a lot of the proceeds are going to go to that. Now, is this what I gave you my signature for no, eventually, that's, or that's something else? That is the signature that you gave are going to go towards the Signature Series T-shirts, oh. one of which is already, so it's going to have your sayings. Oh, I and got you. Because you have p- ones that you're known for, Get Out, Get Out, right. and I Am Pissed Off. Right, okay. That'll go on your special nice. Tony Bruno Show signature shirt. So that's still the come. We yes. got a lot of stuff oh, yeah. we're going to yes. be rolling out. We're going to have the tank tops. We're going to have the, uh, the the their chest ones like the p- football players have. What are the ones with the, the midriff? We show the midriff. Yeah, yeah. yeah those, all of that stuff. Like Zeke Elliott. Wears. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to thank Michael Bradley, the ombre, the daily ombre, John Clark, Jason Stark, and everybody else who checked in today. All the folks listening on Twitch and obviously on Sirius XM 211. We'll see you back here tomorrow for the big Thirsty Thursday show. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. God bless America. We'll see you back here tomorrow, kids. And just so that you know, do no gots on Twitch already purchased a T-shirt. You know we're off. I know we're oh, still okay. on Twitch. I make sure we cleared the actual yes. Air no, I, that's why I waited to say that until I heard my thing click off. Beautiful. Um.
Yeah, Studio Goth's already bought a T-shirt. Thank you so much, everybody. This is, you know, we're... <laughs> Joe, how, how many T-shirts do we need to sell before we do a food drop? Do you know? How many T-shirts do we need to sell before we do a food drop? Because it's going to pull. We, we can't just do, like, one at a time, every T-shirt. It has to. Well, I mean, if we're making $15 a shirt and we sell 100 of them, that's $1,500. That should do. That's a good food drop. Yeah. So, like, a, if once we reach 100 shirts, that'll be the first food drop, and then, and then on so forth and so forth. <clears throat> so, um, TMCD215, shout out to the firehouse at 13th and Shunk. And don't buy any of the T-shirts that say beautiful yet because I just noticed that there's the wrong pricing on there. Uh, that one also says $28, and it should not. So hold off on those. Um, oh, good job, guys. All right, folks. Why? Huh? Three hours. They just fly by, don't they? No WKRP turkey. There is going to be a woman's version as well. Okay. Okay. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us on twitch.tv. And we will see you again tomorrow because only you guys get to hear all of the stuff at the breaks before and after the show. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. This knife has a straight edge on it, so it's very easy.